Well, good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, of course. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to Waking Up with the Prophet, where we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. Not sure where you're listening from. If you're on your way to work, coming home from work, already at work, someone working out, maybe you called off work today. We still want to make sure that you're starting your day off the right way, meaning with the right people, right conversation, right inspiration, right mindset, right attitude, all that good, right stuff. I just believe by faith that when you start your day off the right way, meaning with the right people, right conversation, right inspiration, right mindset, right attitude, all that good stuff things tend to go a little bit better not saying you ain't gonna have nobody you know what i'm saying try to make you mad because you definitely gonna have some bumps and bruises some ups and downs some aggravations irritations and frustrations but i just believe that when you allow god to go before you fight for you cover your mind cover your heart and spirit everything tends to work out a little bit better i don't believe in waking up and always trying to fuss and cuss and fight no sometimes you gotta wake up and pray with that being said let's go ahead and hop into our morning prayer just as usual is that all right okay let's go Oh, God, we thank you. Oh, God, we just come to you right now, God, thanking you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your peace. God, we just thank you right now for all that you are. 
God, we take this moment to give you glory and honor for waking us up on this morning, God, giving us the activity of our limb, waking us up with the roof over our head, shoes on our feet, clothes on our back. God, we thank you, God, that you woke us up with a posture of praise, God, that you woke us up, oh God, with a posture of of protection and a, and a mind, oh God, stayed on you, God. We thank you, God, and we appreciate you for all that you are, all that you're doing, all that you're about to do. God, we give you glory, praise, and honor just for you being God all by yourself. God, continues to have your way in our life on today. God, move like only you know how to move, and God will forever give you the glory, the praise, and the honor. Father, we surrender to you right now in this moment because you are God and God all by yourself. We thank you, oh God, for you sit high and look low, God, and we thank you now for rest rescuing us, God, before we can ask you of anything, God, we just posture our mind, our body, our soul, and our spirit, God, to thank you for everything, to honor you for everything, God, to give you total glory, total praise, total admiration, God, everything that is due unto you, we thank you right now for just because of your mercy and your peace. God, you didn't have to allow us to be here on this morning or on today, but God, you blessed us, you graced us, and you gave us some new mercy to be here on today. So God, we thank you on today. We thank you. Father, we appreciate you for all that you are. Father, we repent right now of every sin, transgression, and iniquity. If there's anything, God, that we may have done, oh God, to be separated away from your presence, to be separated away from your love, your wisdom, your kindness, your gentleness, your meekness, God, if there's anything we may have done to be separated away from you, God, we ask spirit. God, we ask that you are creating us a righteous spirit. Set us free, oh God, that we'll be able to get closer to you. God, we thank you now that even as we ask these things, we believe by faith that you're providing it for us. God, we thank you, oh God, that you're renewing our mind, oh God, that you're renewing our heart. God, that you're making us patient, kinder. God, that you're giving us gentleness, meekness, love, God, and wisdom. God, we thank you that you're giving us all the knowledge we need to live, thrive, and survive. We thank you, oh God, that no weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper. And God, we give you strength. We give you glory, God, and we receive all that you have for us. Father, download into us the agenda of heaven that we'll know how to move throughout the earth, God. Download into us, oh God, the love and the patience that we need, oh God. Teach us, oh God, how to be your sons and daughters, oh God, after the mission and the purpose that you have revealed to us. Father, we ask that you will continuously reveal the assignment that you have for us in this earth. God, continue to reveal the strategy and structure that you have, oh God, in the assignment that you have for us. God, we thank you even now, God, because as we go forth, we believe by faith that all things are working together for our good. So we say thank you, oh God, just for a new day. God, we say thank you for this week, God. We know, oh God, that you're going before us, oh God. So we say thank you even now, God. We thank you. God, we thank you that even this week we'll receive new contracts, new clients, new customers, new opportunities. God, we thank you, oh God, that promotion is coming, doors are coming. God, we thank you that increase shall be seen on this week. God, we thank you, oh God, for everything that you're doing, God. God, prepare us even as we go into the next month. God, even as we go into the seventh month. God, we ask that you'll continue to prepare, to prepare us for the next year, God. Take us into this next season, God. Take us into this next destination, God. Take us into this next moment, oh God, with the plans of you, Oh God, with your plan in mind, with your agenda in mind, that we'll know how to operate as you have called us to operate in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, God, because it is so. We give you praise now, God, because it is so. We thank you now, God, because it is so. In Jesus' name, we thank you. In Jesus' name, we give you glory, we give you honor, and we give you praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God, I thank you. God, we adore you. God, we give you praise. God, we just honor you. Hallelujah to God. Good morning, everybody.
Good morning. Come on back. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I'm excited this morning and I hope you are too. Good morning, everybody. And welcome back to Waking Up with the Prophet. Where we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. Not sure where you're listening from. If you're on your way to work, coming home from work, already at work, somewhere working out, or maybe you called off work today, or maybe you don't really have a job. We still want to make sure and inspire you to get one, make sure that you're still starting your day off the right way. Inspired, motivated, you know what I'm saying? Making sure that everything that you need in your life, guess what? God is providing it for you. I know that things gonna go go up and down. I know you get aggravated, irritated, frustrated, because I do too. But when you allow God to just surround your mind, your heart, your spirit, things tend to go a little bit better. I don't know about y'all, but things tend to go a little bit better. But look, it's time for us to go ahead and get into the scripture of the day. It's time for us to get into the scripture of the day. I've had an exciting weekend. I've had an exciting weekend, and I don't know about y'all, but I've had an exciting weekend, and I believe that God is doing some amazing things in my life and the life of everybody that's connected to me. I believe that if if you continue to pray for people, cover people, you know what I'm saying? God is going to continue to not only show up in your life, but he continues to show up in the life of the people that you surround yourself with. And that's why we have to always consistently be seeking God's face. We have to always be consistently trying to figure out what he said. I understand that we're going to have those moments where we want to step back and we're going to do our own thing, but we have to every day consistently seek God, seeing what God is saying, what God wants to reveal to us, what is God releasing in this moment, all right? Okay, with that being said, though, let me go ahead and, and get to the scripture of the day. Scripture of the day. All right, scripture of the day comes from Leviticus 19, um, Leviticus chapter number 19, starting at the 18th verse. Um, and I'm reading from the New International Version brought to you by BibleGateway.com. All right, and it reads, do not, do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against anyone amongst your people, but love your neighbor as you love yourself. I am the Lord. Ending. That's where it is. I'm, I'm going to stop right there and I'm going to read the scripture one more time for those in the back. Just a little slow, but worth waiting on. It says, do not seek revenge or bear grudge against anyone amongst your people, but love your neighbor as yourself, for I am the Lord. All right, yeah, I'm going to stop it right there because that's all the scripture gave us today. And truth be told, it ain't nothing to be deep about. And y'all know I ain't nobody's pastor. I ain't nobody's expert or theologian, um, doctor, expert or theologian. But I believe that God did call me up and raise me up to be a prophet and he put his word in my mouth. And with that being said, I just rebuke the spirit of retaliation. I rebuke the spirit of bitterness, anxiety, grudges, depression, anything that comes against you that makes you want to be envious, that makes you want to be furious, that makes you want to be fighting, that makes you want to be mad, that that makes you want to be angry. I rebuke that spirit in you right now in the name of Jesus. I rebuke the spirit of retaliation in you right now in the name of Jesus. There is no need for you to hold grudges, hold bitterness, but no, be forgiving and be loving. The Bible even lets us know after this statement, it says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. That means when somebody offends you, when somebody makes you mad, when somebody does something wrong against you, it is never an opportunity for you to get retaliation. It is never an opportunity for you to get revenge. It is never an opportunity for you to do something ill negative or evil to somebody else that is the opportunity that you'll begin to love them just as god loves you that's the time that you'll begin to love them as you love yourself and see things as a mistake look past it look over it and say let's get to the next level because truth be told i don't got time to be hung up stuck up or uh stuck on anything that is causing me to stumble including any person place or possession that's why even in my prayers i say god i rebuke every person place or possession that the enemy tries to use against me because i refuse to stumble and be stuck because of somebody else. No, do not retaliate. Do not hold a grudge. Do not seek revenge, but seek the will and the word of the Father. All right.
Is that is that enough for you? Okay, I, I hope I hope that bless you. I hope that bless you because right now I see too many Christians who don't have the character of Christians. I see too many Christians holding grudges. I see too many Christians trying to get revenge. I see too many Christians trying to retaliate when God never said to do all of that. Jesus never retaliated when he was on the cross. Jesus never held a grudge when he was on the cross. So why do we hold grudges? Why are we why are we seeking revenge? Why are we retaliating when people speak against us? No, that ain't what we're supposed to do. The Bible tells us to pick up our cross and bear it. Understand that persecution is going to come with the life, will come with the life of walking as Jesus. Come that understand that trial and error and, and things are going to come with the life of Jesus, but we got to stick to it. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm going to stop right there because I ain't nobody's pastor, I ain't nobody's preacher. I'm just a little baby teenage prophet. And I just believe by faith that if we can get ourselves together, then we can get others around us together. Amen. Amen. With that being said, though, it's time for me to pause and cut into another song break because y'all know what time it is. It's time for us to go ahead and check in. It's uh, Google and went off letting us know it's 830. The time now is 847 to be exact. So do me a favor. If you haven't already, go ahead and share the room on your social media. Go ahead and share the room on Clubhouse. And let's go ahead and ping a couple of people in here so we can go ahead and get this room started. It's a motivated Monday. And we're talking about the weekend rewind. I had an amazing weekend um, working this weekend. That's all I was really doing, just working. Um, all day yesterday, I hung out and slept. That was it. I was out and sleep because my body was tired. But at the same time, I was able to catch up on some interesting news and shows that was coming out. So I thank God for that. But yeah, let's go ahead and cut to a quick song break. And then we're going to come right right back. And then we're going to uh, get ready to start checking in. Is that is that okay? Is that all right? Awesome, awesome. So let's go ahead and cut to this song. And then I'm coming right, right back. And then listen, it's New Music Monday. So I'm playing songs that y'all probably ain't never heard before. So let's go ahead and be a blessing to somebody else, all right? Let's share this room and let's go. I'm going to do this little song. I want y'all to keep it easy. A little song called Tent Revival. It's burning, one desire. 
inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. Not sure where you're listening from. If you're on your way to work, coming home from work, already at work, someone working out, maybe you called off work today. We just want to make sure that you're still starting your day off the right way, meaning with the right people, right conversation, right inspiration, right mindset, right attitude, all that good, right stuff to start your day off the right way. I just believe by faith that when you start your day off with God, with a little Jesus, with a little gospel, things tend to go a little bit better. Not saying you won't have no ups and downs, no bumps and bruises, no uh, hang-ups, headaches, aggravations, irritations, and frustrations, because you're definitely probably going to have some of those. But when you allow God to cover your mind, cover your heart, and you begin to align yourself with him and his will, guess what? He will go before you. He will fight for you. And things won't seem as big of an issue. Not saying you ain't going to have no issues, but things won't be as big of a problem for real, for real. I just believe that by faith. I just trust God by faith and believe that. With that being said, though, y'all know what time it is. It's almost 9 o'clock. It's 8.57 to be exact, which means it's time for us to go ahead and start our check-in. It's time for us to go ahead and start our check-in. And I miss y'all all weekend. Y'all know on the weekends, I really, really, really do be missing y'all. Because sometimes I don't have the opportunity to hop on here on Fridays. And I miss y'all Friday because I wasn't able to get on here and do a room. I had an um, event early that morning. People, uh, well, for those of you who don't know, of course, um, I do organi- uh, organizational development within my company as well as other companies a lot of times my companies um my company will collaborate with other companies to you know help uh businesses thrive or whatever the case may be and this week we had the opportunity to connect with a company called team bonding um team bonding is a organization uh, i think out of the north northeast or midwest somewhere um but they're based out of uh the north and they actually help different companies and organizations uh develop team bonding exercises community exercises um we've actually worked together several times before 
Um, so yeah, it was just a pleasure to be able to reconnect with them, um, help the company build bikes. Like it was amazing because they had a bike build um, charity event. So of course the company had a lot of their staff and a lot of people come in. And of course we had a little icebreaker with them, had played some games with them and whatnot. And then after that, we broke them down into little small groups and they were able to build um, little bicycles uh, for kids that will be donated um, later on. Um, in the weekend. So yeah, that was real cool. It was a real cool weekend. And that's one of the reasons why I wasn't here on Friday. I do apologize for that. Listen, on Fridays or whenever days that I'm out, I really want to start getting somebody in here to cover the room and take over the room. But I know other people do have work and stuff to do. So hey, sometimes I just post, hey, I got something to do this morning. So I see y'all <laughs> when I get back. So yeah. Next time I'll try to let y'all know ahead of time though, because I've seen a lot of people was like, Ain't no room this morning, Prophet, ain't no room this morning. Yeah, well no room. Cause I was I was I was working. I was working. My fault, money come first, my time my stuff had to come first. But no, with that being said, though, I thank God that um, even though I had those opportunities to go out and work every, you know what I'm saying, sometimes with my own company, the fact of the matter is this is really what I enjoy doing. Like, I love being here each and every weekday morning with you guys. Like, I wouldn't trade it for nothing in the world. Like I said, sometimes I'd be like, oh, God, I don't want to do this today. But the truth of the matter is you guys mean the world to me. And if I didn't have to go to work Friday, I probably would have been here with y'all laughing, learning, and listening. Um, but with that being said, y'all know it's time for me to go ahead and check in. And we check in with our three daily questions. What's the weather? What's for breakfast? And how you start your morning? On a scale of one to five, how you feeling? You know what I'm saying? Prophet, it's on you. Do the loop. All right. So this morning, y'all, I'm feeling okay. Um, I was tired. I had a long weekend of work. Like I said, I worked Friday, worked Saturday. I was actually off Sunday, but my body was so tired that I didn't really do nothing but literally sit, sit in the house, sleep all day. Um, so yeah, that was about it today. Yeah, I know it's Monday. It's ministry Monday. It's new music Monday. It's motivational Monday. So I'm probably in the house, um, catching up on my week. Um, because last week was Juneteenth and I ain't really worked last Monday. So this Monday I'm gonna actually, you know, try to get some work done and, you know, prepare for the week that I have ahead of me. Um, as far as the weather, um, I don't know. Because it, it looked kind of decent outside, but it kind of looked a little gloomy and a little foggy outside. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. It's 71 degrees out, outside right now. Um, light fog. It's supposed to be 90 degrees today. So, yeah, I'm not really sure about, you know, how that's going to go. But, yeah, it's 70 degrees right now with the high of 90. Um, and that's about it. Y'all know ain't no breakfast for me right now. I don't start eating breakfast until y'all start talking. So, when y'all start talking is when I start munching. But yeah, that's that's me right now. That's my breakfast. That's my that's my weather. That's how I'm feeling this morning. I'm starting my morning off all right. You know what I'm saying? I didn't wake up completely on time, but at the same time, I woke up. That's all that matters. <laughs> I didn't wake up completely on time, but I woke up, and that's all that matters to me. With that being said, though, go ahead and pull the refresh. See where you guys are on the stage. See where you guys are on the stage. It's 9 o'clock officially, top of the hour. So let's go ahead and see. Can we get a check-in done by 9.15, hop into some news and hot topics? That way, around about 9.30, I can probably cut to a song. We can refresh, and then we can come on hop into the topic of the day. Because truth is, we're just going to be motivating each other today. I really believe that Christians don't do a good uh, uh, a good enough job in motivating each other and supporting each other. I believe by faith that this is that season where us as believers we have to do a better job on loving on each other in the body of christ like i really believe that we got to do a better job on loving on each other but with that being said um pull refresh to you guys are on the stage i want to go in that order starting with mama lynn mama lynn this on you good morning good morning good morning good morning good morning um 
I'm on a fire today. I feel good. A little tired, but I still feel good. Um, the high is 70. No, it's 70 degrees with a high of 82. It's a little cloudy. They say we're going to get some rain. I pray we don't. But, hey, if we do, it's God's will, not none of man. I don't control the weather. Um, breakfast is coffee with French vanilla. I do have a banana with me, so I'm going to eat that to put the potassium in my body. Um, other than that, my weekend was a little busy, but I like busy weekends, especially when it's fun and I'm just having fun. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. And I did miss you Friday, but I understand you had to go make that paper. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. We made it. We didn't we didn't fall apart. We made it. Amen. Amen. That's what's up, Mama Lynn. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much just for being here. Um, for coming back Monday. I know sometimes when I miss Friday, it'd be hard for people to come back Monday because they're gonna be like, Is he gonna be there Monday? Yeah, I'm gonna be here. Listen, if I if it ain't nothing but a job, that's the only thing that'll stop me from being here each and every morning. Me having to go to work. And I'm telling you, I had to be there at seven o'clock on a Friday. And y'all know I do not like being up there early or being out of my house, let alone talking to people so yeah i was up at my house like early i had to be on site at 7 a.m so we can start set up because the event started at like nine o'clock so yeah i just wasn't feeling it i just was not feeling it anybody who knows me knows like i'm an evening type of person i like evening events i like nightlife events i like church events i like sporting events i don't like early morning corporate events i'm just not a big on that now granted i will do some like you know corporate events as well like public speaking and stuff like that but those are normally afternoon events like you know what i'm saying give me a one o'clock meeting where i get to speak to the season sweet cool you know what i'm saying give me one of those where i get to talk to the lord staff yeah they're cool but early in the morning no i ain't just i don't i don't, I don't be feeling it only because i don't like leaving the house that early you know what i'm saying now granted I, yeah i yeah i just don't like leaving the house there early <laughs> that's it that'll be me being honest i just can't get into it i just can't get into it but uh jay i'm throwing it over to you sir go ahead and check in for us how you doing this morning Do-do-do-do. Uh, I'm good, man. I'm doing great. Um, thank you again for that birthday blessing, Prophet O. Always. Really appreciate always. it. Um, you know, ain't nobody on yet again, so I can't pander rank. I want to pander, but it is what it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, we sit here at 70 degrees here in the central area of Texas, where we're going to get a high today of 102 degrees. Glory to God is hot. Yeah, I anyway. didn't have to leave. I didn't have to leave. That's too hot. somewhere. It's cool when it's not humid. When it's humid, it becomes borderline like choking. But the pools stay open down here, so we have reasons to get in the water and go swimming. Um, I was just gonna ask that. Don't you, don't y'all got a pool in y'all community or something? Cause, uh, yeah, it's a pool. It's a pool. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. So yeah, man. Um, not much today. Uh, for real. Just um, you know, big chilling with 
with my, my sister-in-law came in town the other day. So it was good to see a familiar face uh, as well. So yeah, man, I'm just hanging here chilling, man. Not chilling, chilling. JY, you ain't had no major plans for the weekend? Like you ain't turn up this weekend? Nah, man, nah. People who got jobs do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what you said, people who got jobs. <laughs> they do that stuff, right? You know what I mean? Not, not, not jokers out here looking. You know what I mean? So, nah. But I don't turn up. Listen, I, I, I would have loved to. I, I keep it one hundred. Not necessarily turn up. Um, I live vicariously through my Uber riders. Okay. I did drive. I drove through Uber on the weekend. It was fun, though. It, I enjoyed doing it. Uh, even when I get my permanent one, I'm still going to do it because it's, it's fun. I enjoy doing Uber driving. Um, just don't want to be out late like I was the other day. I got in the house like at 4 o'clock. Um, and I'm not a late person at all. So I prayed to God that I made it home in town because the windows start sweating because the humidity and everything else. And I mean, I was just in in borderline panic mode, but God is able to allow me to make it home without any issue. So, no, no big turn up. I did barbecue like a mug yesterday, though, on my uh, grill. Made smoked some ribs and some chicken. And um, Deb made mac and cheese, green beans, potato salad, baked beans, and a peach cobbler. So, um, yeah. We was definitely doing the Lord's work for that way. Prophet, we should have went to uh, JY's house. They cooked yesterday. We we missed a fat meal. Prophet, are you there? Oh. All right, we'll just do this. Keith, we're doing check-in. It's on you. do 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 Good morning, everybody. So it is a cloudy, rainy, stormy day here in Columbia, South Carolina. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing for breakfast as of yet. Um... I don't know if we're still doing the scale thing as far as how we feel on a scale of one to five, but I'm probably at four only because I'm kind of tired. Um, yesterday I had three services I had to do, plus a work engagement thing somewhere around six. And when I tell you, know how you be so sleepy, you don't remember a part of the trip home. When I tell y'all Jesus drove that car home, because I don't know how I got home last night. All I know is I was pulling in my driveway. So I am going to go through this work day and just get some sleep. And, yeah, that's about it. And then um, other than that, if we're doing like a weekend rewind, I don't know if we're doing that yet. But if not, anyway, I'll do mine now because I don't know if I'm going to be here later. Um, this weekend I had I was in the United States, Stocksport, Georgia. My pastor had to preach. Came back. I think that's why I'm so tired because um, – my pastor had to preach. I think that's why I'm tired. And um, then, you know, we had service on Sunday. And then I woke up this morning and I kind of went viral. I didn't even know I went my, I didn't know I went viral. 
because my um, wife took a video of me singing at a concert on Friday. And I went to sleep last night, and it was at um, 9,000 views. I woke up this morning, it was at 40,000 views. So I don't know how that happened. But like 1.7K likes and 400 and something shares. I'm like, well, praise God. So, um, that's what yeah, that was, yeah, that was my weekend and, um, all the kind of stuff. Again, I didn't know what, they, what we were doing, but that's just what happened to me. So, all right, prophet, I see that you're back. We're glad you got your phone and stuff together. You must be using the Android. Having all these- <laughs> no, I was actually using my iPhone. I don't know what was going on. I was actually giving you a compliment because I seen one of your videos this weekend too. When you were singing the Disney and gospel, the Disney and gospel mix, I said, "Look at Keith." <laughs> yeah, I was minding my business. I didn't even know it went viral because my wife was like, "So is this considered viral?" I said, "No, it only got like two hundred something likes. No, this ain't viral." So then, when I woke up this morning, she woke me up. She said, "Um, so is this considered viral?" And I looked at her <laughs> like one point one point seven kb. I said, "Okay, well, yeah, that that's that's probably viral right there, but." We thank God. I'm glad the people. I was just minding my business. That's all I was doing. That's what's post the link. I want to see it. Post the link. Yeah, I'm gonna post it right now because it's gonna. It was supposed to be my motivate my motivational Monday video. I was like, okay, Keith, now you doing that, man? But that's a blessing though that your gift can bless so many people, and even the testimony that you gave uh, in the middle of the video or before the video, you know what I'm saying, was a blessing because sometimes, like you said in the video, sometimes we don't realize the value of stuff until it's gone. Sometimes we don't know how much we enjoy stuff, how much we appreciate it until it's gone and we no longer have it. So, bro, I appreciate you. Really, really good. Uh, who's next? I believe Trey on the apostle just came in here. Prophet, are you there? Can y'all hear me? I hear you now. Okay, okay. I don't know what was wrong with my phone. I was trying to throw it over to Trey to check in. Trey, it's on you, sir. Praise the mighty name of our God. Um, good morning, everyone. Um what a wonderful morning. Um, I am about at a two because it is very early. So anybody can get it. Um, I don't know what the weather is outside, but what a storm we've had, my Lord Jesus. Um, ain't no breakfast, ain't nobody finna get up and rattle no pots and no pants for no breakfast. Not happening. Um, are we doing weekend recaps, Prophet, or that's it? Prophet? You can. You can. Okay. Yes, sir, you can. I'm sorry. I'm trying to fix okay. my phone. Yeah. Well, Saturday, I came up to Atlanta and did a spa party and went out to eat downtown. It was really nice. And then we did Christian caroling downtown. 
It was very embarrassing, but it was fun. <laughs> Why was it embarrassing? <laughs> because my, my, my friends decided they wanted to take a washboard and tambourine and walk downtown and sing congregational songs. Come on now, that sounds like a blessing. <laughs> no, it was very embarrassing at first, but it is what it is. My, my friends are my friends. Um, so we're, we're walking down the street singing Jesus on the main line. Um, <laughs> Sunday I had to preach. That went well. Praise our God. And um, yeah, that's about all for the weekend. So thank you so much, Prophet. Be blessed. I'm screaming. <laughs> that's what's up, Trey. Did you take a video or anything? Um, Saturday, yes, Sunday, no. You said no. I said he said no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was trying to see the video. Where the footage at? Where the footage? I want to see the video. <laughs> all right, all right. We got who we got next? Apostle Apostle Doctor Reverend Michael. Man, where you get all these random titles from all of a sudden? <laughs> but you must have completed your clubhouse hours. <laughs> no. Uh, we were in a room uh, the other day, Trey. I think you were in there, and uh, some of the brothers were, uh, were 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 speaking prophetically, and uh, so they conferred upon me apostleship, and I in turn conferred upon them um, the office of the prophet. And so I felt, um, given my new elevation, um, I should change my title to Apostle Doctor Reverend Michael. So not just apostle; it has to be Apostle Doctor Reverend. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Apostle Dr. Reverend. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I'm like at a negative three today. Um, and uh, let me not say negative three. I'm actually doing okay. It's uh, 68 degrees. It's nice outside today. I actually know that. Um, I did absolutely nothing this weekend. And it's the first time in a while that I've done absolutely nothing. I mean, when I say I, absolutely nothing, I ended up having to teach Sunday school yesterday, which wasn't problematic, but I didn't have to be in the pulpit. I actually got to just stay up in the sound booth uh, during church yesterday, um, which was unique for me because I, I very rarely get to actually be a part of church service without actually running church service. Um, so that was kind of spectacular. However, I did realize that when I don't run church service, these niggas like to have church all day. And I finally had to look from the sound booth and like, hey, we're getting on 130 now. We need to start wrapping this up. I, I was proud we got service down to 90 minutes. And, and these cats had us, you know, at 105. I was like, wait, wait a minute now. I'm going to start wrapping that service up. Let's do the altar call so we can go get brunch. So, um, so this weekend was actually pretty good. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. And you said you preached about what now? Oh, I didn't preach. I didn't have to. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. we were. I, I taught. I ended up teaching Sunday school uh, inadvertently um, on growing the kingdom of God. Um, and it was kind of interesting because when I, I, I wasn't prepared to teach the uh, Sunday school lesson and I, I had actually walked to church yesterday Um and as I was walking to church, I was kind of just meditating on some own scriptures during my own devotion and was kind of talking discipleship out on my 50 minute walk. And um, when I got to church, realized I would I was going to have to teach Sunday school. 
you know, the the Sunday school lesson growing God's kingdom was really dealing with discipleship. And I was just like, oh, man, look at God. So it, it was a good day. It was a good day. Okay, that's good. That's good. So I know a lot of other people, you know what I'm saying, didn't go to church just like me. I didn't get a chance to go to church yesterday. I was too tired. I was just too tired. But anybody else, did anybody else go to church on Sunday? You know I did. Okay, yeah, I definitely say you at church Sunday. Keith, what did Dr. Penny preach? I ain't get a chance to tune in. Give me a minute. Somebody want to call them about their insurance. <laughs> okay, I got you. I got you. JY, did you go to church this Sunday? I did not. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to start the church, ain't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I did hear that my good um, pastor is uh is now bishop de de designate uh pastor charles oh yeah he told you yeah yeah oh. you know yeah me um uh him my wife and my uh myself uh i'm gonna be doing some work so uh yeah big deal all right all right shout out to that okay now god got me in the vein because i was like huh J.Y., eventually y'all gonna start pastoring this church while you over there waiting on the job, waiting on this assignment. You a pastor now, man. You might as well just go on be full-time. Just walk on in. Walk in and heavy. <laughs> man, you know what? I'll tell you this much. Because a lot of positions I went for, I, I, I was really, really qualified for it. It's just some working. And I had got a word a while ago about, like, God really want to sustain me in other ways other than typical 9 to 5. So if, if something else happened, or whatever, I, I I will do that, man. I will go ahead and just my whole focus will be building on building this ministry, and um, you know, I, I will I will do that wholeheartedly. And I know this ministry is really important to God, so I don't know. We'll we'll we will. Uh, I had a conversation with somebody on this panel too about going ahead and getting this thing going. So, yeah, I'm uh I'm looking. I'm looking for places. I'm looking for where I'm supposed to start, and um. So just waiting for whatever God going to do in the process. Amen. Definitely. See, and that's what I'm saying, man. I ain't telling you what I, well, I ain't just telling you what I, what I, what I know. I'm telling you what I feel. I'm telling you what he said. You know what I'm saying? I just really feel it in my spirit, man, that this, that time for you to, you know what I'm saying, launch out into that area. Now, granted, of course, I don't think you're going to, it's going to just, you know, pop overnight. But at the same time, I definitely believe in this season as, you know, even as I'm continuously stepping out, I think that this is that time for you to continue to go forth in what God is calling you to do. And even though it may be hard and frustrating, sometimes irritating, we think, confusing, we, We're thinking so confusing. as well. We're thinking, so, we're thinking so as well, my wife and I. You said y'all thinking so as well? Yeah. <sighs> yeah, we Yeah. Ain't gonna cap. I mean, and that's why I say it's times like like that. Like me as a prophet, I don't say too much to people because you know people gonna live their own life. But me as a prophet, when I feel a certain thing, I feel it and I'ma stay on it and I'ma stay praying about it. So I definitely believe, even as I was praying about you and sent you your birthday present this past weekend, I was just believing by faith that God was gonna do something major in your life in that area of ministry. I definitely believe that God is going to connect you and God is going to cause you guys to grow expeditiously. But at the same time, it does take that earnest work and it does take that effort. Um, but look, overseer, uh, Pastor Charles Reed, now Bishop designate. Well, I thought it was like Bishop elect. Which one is it? I don't know. Pastor Reed in the building. Pastor Reed, go ahead. Do -do 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 -do. 
<laughs> Good morning, everybody. How y'all doing? Oh, and there it is. How y'all doing? Everything's good, man. I'm just thankful to be alive. Yeah, everybody. And y'all, y'all got jokes, got something <laughs> to say, and just and, and horns to blow. And... <laughs> Drum roll, please. And drum rolls and stuff. How you guys doing? I hope everybody's well. I like this still award picture that you got behind you. <laughs> what you call it, Keith? The still award, award picture. picture. <laughs> Y'all are funny. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I don't know who took that picture. That was when I was in Connecticut. I don't know who took it. But uh, it, I had to use it. It's 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 not a bad one. I was like, look at that, Lord Jesus. Anyway, uh, how y'all doing? I really appreciate all the love and stuff. I think most of y'all got to tell uh, about it. Um, let me tell you, it is. Uh, so, the, which one it is? It which one is it? Excuse me. According to the certificates and the things that's been given to me, it's Bishop Designate. Um, okay. But uh, I believe my my bishop, my archbishop, he actually called me Bishop Select. He tried to be funny, Bishop Select, and so I think it's probably it's probably interchangeable, uh, Bishop Elect and or Bishop Designate. I think it depends on whatever it is that I'm talking about at that moment. So, but um, let me tell you, I am so humbled, honored, but humbled especially really humbled by it all because I was not expecting that at all. At least not, I wouldn't expect it last Thursday. <laughs> How about that? Um, I think you're maybe Did you get nominated or something for, for that position? Or how do you? Well, it's like this. Um, so my archbishop um, has the authority to be able to um, to call folks out into it i guess it's like it, you're already either you're already either doing it already and uh or there's a special um job for you as in that in that position um both of them of course is god given and god breathed but um for instance um me being over church but also having people that i oversee in my life, he's watched that, and he's watched the things that I've said, and and you know, ask questions, and certain things that I just straight up do that he's just been paying attention to, um, and he can't find any reason why not to. So, um, basically, he just he just really sensed that this was the time and the season to do so, and so he did it. And I didn't know. So what he did was he he actually my my family knew like a day oh, wow. in advance. Okay. And then he, you know, checked with them to see, hey, you know, is there any reason why I shouldn't? You know, basically, and they had a chance to be able to do that and uh they liked me enough to let me stop messing. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't, but they didn't, you know, they were very, very uh they were happy about it because they they know me, you know. And uh, so, yeah, and so that was pretty cool. But uh, the biggest piece of it for me has been um, it, it, with this call now or with this particular piece of it, it, is, it just gives me the ability to serve even better without, right. without, without any, without hindrance um, um, and, and that kind of thing. So that's my. So what would be, 
do you have like um do you have extra responsibilities as a result of this so at the moment no um okay because like that's this is why it's even a year um as the year this year progresses there'll be different things that will challenges that will um, bring to bear what it is i'm supposed to do um yeah. or what i'm gonna be needed for um and one of the things that i continued to do even when i was made when i was made an overseer was i continued to serve with the music department i continued to serve as a worship leader still pastoring but also when it came time for anything that needed to be done um for the kingdom council which is the name of the group is called the kingdom council of yeah. interdependent churches and ministries um anything that needed to be done i made sure that i was there to do it um, we had a funeral we had to do um i flew out to buffalo or rochester new york yeah i remember that you know yeah i did that and and i was there and served and, and in fact i served in other ways that really we didn't know um there was something that happened um, there was no there was no musician for something and i just got on the organ and just get up there and serve you know um somebody needed to sing something i just sang to him you know i mean that was just a part of it but anytime that there's anything going on um I, i'm just there to serve and even the planning of this meeting that we just came out of um i served in the capacity that i had gave ideas gave strategies gave what I had and even taught in the class didn't taught it taught in the, in the meeting didn't even know um that they were planning I said oh like they they, they planning something I ain't know what it was planning but there it is. <laughs> but yeah but, um but but being the true part of being um a bishop designate or being a bishop at all is that you become a greater servant and it should not be to just to wear robes and just to be able to be called bishop but the heartbeat of it is to be able to serve and to serve the people of god and and to use whatever it is that you have um to be able to make sure that people are taken care of um and so that's that's what it is for me and that's what it's going to be uh in the coming days i guess so amen so that's it okay okay and then you said you got your installation or whatever is like in a year right is that what it's called and it's installation it's uh, like an episcopal consecration is what it's called Oh, consecration. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Consecration. Set aside, basically. <laughs> it's going to actually be a thing. You know, it's going to be the whole thing. I'm going to actually uh, put the um, garments on me and that kind of thing. Okay. And, um, you know, all of that that goes with that. Um, the designation, um, I'm under an archbishop. So that kind of. And 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 what it's called is like, a, there's a. It's not a family line, but what is it called? It's like. Um, whoever laid hands on the bishops that um, signed my paper, whoever laid hands on them, I get received the downline of that. So okay. all the people that made, made my archbishop a bishop, um, he was on Bishop G.E. Patterson was at his. Um, Bishop J. Delano Ellis was at his. Um, Bishop Leroy Anderson. These are all, well, a couple of them, are all, all three of them were Kojic bishops. Um, and then there's others that were there. And anyone who laid hands on those folks are also considered to be an, an apostolic succession. It's a whole it's a whole thing. I mean it's 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 okay. really it's really neat. But let me tell you something that happened that was natural. So it's really funny though, but it's it's it is a thing. So my wife I had to announce it to our to our local body. 
and, you know, different ones kind of knew, but they got to hear and read the entire proclamation and everything, right? And after my wife read it, after she read it, we have a thing that happens at our church, that we have a, a, a train track that's literally behind the building, and trains go on it all the time. And at first, it used to be a nuisance because it was like scared land. Well, why are we even here, Lord? And someone came and said, every time that train goes by, um, it's God is saying something, saying something very powerful, and you need to take note of it. And so we turned it into, and not we didn't turn it into it, but it just became a thing. And so um, whenever, if I if I say something powerful or say a powerful sentence, that train is it, it, without fail. That train will come back, <laughs> and this, you know. <laughs> And and everybody pulls the whistle, you know. So as my wife was reading the proclamation and she made the got to the end of the proclamation and then she talked about what it really meant to us as a church. As the as she finished and as she said it, the train comes by loud. I mean, real loud too. Just, bah, bah, just coming, it came by, and it was like, wow, Lord, here we go again. So it's like, and everybody who knows, you know, who's a part of our church. Um, was aware of that, and it was just fun. It was just funny, but it was also a very powerful moment. So, anyway, um, that's that's a whole that's a whole thing. But I'm I'm honored and humbled. I'm humbled first of all for real um, that it, it had even happened. But I'm honored to be able to serve and to uh, do what I got to do. I'm not in a big rush to change my name and all that stuff on the on stuff. But it got I have to do it at some point because it is a part of the the, the gear walk. Um, of this. Anyway, uh, thank you, and I appreciate all of y'all for your prayers and for your being who God has called you to be in, in the midst of all of us working together. God bless! I'm here well, for If Michael can be an apostle, hey, I think you. It's, it's all right for you to be a bishop. If Michael can be an apostle, you could be a bishop, Pastor Charles. Ain't no shame in your game. Don't you compare <laughs> that uh, to that. Don't you do that. Don't you do that. <laughs> I'm serious though. Pastor Charles all right with me. <laughs> I was gonna say, Pastor Charles, at least you didn't have to get yours to be a clubhouse. <laughs> at least you didn't have to get yours to be a clubhouse. <laughs> you know what? This is this is and this is as real as it gets too, for real. This is real stuff. This is real. It's funny. But yeah. So Pastor Charles, what did you preach about Sunday? Well, I didn't preach, actually. Um my wife preached. Okay. Uh she preached this past week. And I'll be seeing, I'll see getting notes. Uh, but she uh, preached on um, I I quit. So we're doing a whole series on I quit, right? And hers was um, I quit, um, comp I quit compromising. And uh, so she kind of went down some lists and some things there, and talked about I don't have to compromise. And by in the in the midst of compromise, the word promise is in that, and she kind of she put it kind of put it together that we have the promise of God that if we do things his way and do it the right way, we have the promise that we can, we'll, we'll receive everything that we're supposed to receive as a result. He says, but the other piece of that is that you can't compromise in order to get, if you want the promise, you can't compromise. So there you go. Ooh. That's good. That's good. Well, shout out to, shout out to you, Pastor Charles. I'm excited about that, and I ain't never seen Lady T preach. So I'm gonna have to go back there and watch it. I'm gonna have to go back there and watch Lady T preach. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I know she cut up because as I can tell, she cut up during praise and worship. So I know she didn't cut up in her little preach moment. I'm gonna have to go back and watch it. Okay, that's what's up. 
Well, all right, I'm going to throw it over to Jada. Jada, I see you down there. Good morning. Go ahead and check in for us. Jada, you there? Can you hear me? Is my phone cutting out again? Hello? She's probably not near her phone right now. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, but you're there. Okay, yeah. I was going to say, I hope my phone ain't cutting up again. Lord have mercy. All right, all right. Well, let's go ahead and kick it over to the news and hot topics anyway, because it's 930. And what's interesting is, Pastor Charles, uh, JY, is I seen something in the news that was real interesting. Um, it was kind of like a little video um, of this man. I kind of want to talk about it just a little bit, because Pastor Charles, we had an interesting, I messaged you the other week. And we had an interesting conversation that I think we're going to talk about this week about like Christian taking each other to court and all that other stuff like that. Pastor Jacob, I'm trying to invite you up. You might have to leave and come back in. I don't know what's going on with it. Um, but yeah, uh, I seen a video this past week that kind of shook me. Um, and I kind of wanted to talk about it in the news and hot topic segment. If y'all haven't seen it, I've shared it in the group recently on Instagram um, where a young man and a lady gets into an altercation at a fast food joint, right? You get into a little altercation. I don't know. Apparently, the lady ordered food. The man was behind her, and whooped through. they just got into a little altercation. In the midst of them getting into an altercation, this man puts his hands on this lady. I'm finna actually see can I pin the video up here. But this man actually puts his hands on this lady, and I'm talking about start fighting this lady like she was a man. I'm talking about literally start fighting this lady like she was a man. In the midst of doing that, though, Mama Lynn, here's the kicker. And the midst of doing that, her 14-year-old son is right there looking, watching, and decides he's going to go to the car and get mama's strap. He goes to the car, get mom's strap, and kill the man. He shoots the man, and, and I think they said he shot him and killed him. And now they in court, both of them, the mother and I think the 14-year-old, was now in court over that issue. And some people kind of mad at it, and then some people not mad at it. Because truth be told, I would have did the same thing for my mama. I'm 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 serious. I would have did the it's same more thing that, no for problem. my mama. It's a little bit more to that story. Add the rest, JY. Add the rest. I'm trying to pull the so, article. So, um, so they was at a restaurant. I think it was in Chicago, ordering food, and he kept telling her, "Order your food, man. Order your food." And I guess she was arguing. He said, "Oh, my dead grandmama, when you say one more thing, I will knock you out." And she just was saying, "Like, listen, I'm just trying to whatever." And he swung on her. And it wasn't like no little, you hey, know, it wasn't like no, like no um, hard swing or whatever. It was like, you know, he, I mean, it wasn't like no soft swing. He was trying to go for the gusto. He said, say it again. She said, like, will you please? And then, boom, hit her again. So then like all of a sudden you heard a shot. Yeah. Then all of a sudden you heard a shot. And then, so the thing is, what happened was he shot the dude. The dude ran out and the kid shot him again in the back. As he was running away. And then apparently the mom told him to shoot a witness that was so supposedly instigating it as well. That's where it turned from self-defense to okay. uh, potential murder. Because you shot him in the back. So the mom got a three million dollar bond. Um the boy being a minor, they're not they're not disclosing his stuff. Uh but yeah, so that's kind of what happened there is like I said, it's a little bit more to it. Now, I agree. I would, if somebody was swinging on my mom, yeah, it, it's, it's chitty, chitty, bang, bang. You know what I mean? But 
um, but not to the point like my mom, but you know, to my mom saying this and saying that, you know what I mean? Like you need to go shoot him and, you know, chase him down and kill him and stuff. Like, nah, that's, 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 that's definitely, you know, beyond yeah, self doing the most. <laughs> right. Now, if you gotta so, chase somebody down there, that's doing the most. <laughs> so I don't know, it could, I don't know what they would call it. He could, that he could, um, y'all have a nice, um, whatever this thing y'all do, uh, practice camp, exercises and stuff. Uh, I don't know. They could call it the little boy may be okay because he's following instructions from his mom in a, in a heat of a passionate moment. I think the lawyer have a case for that or whatever, but, um, you know, as far as everything else, uh, nah, I think, I think. Do you, you think know. the mom was wrong? Yeah. Why? Because yeah. for telling her to shoot the witness, yeah, okay, you know, shoot it, shoot this person. Yeah, she she start she start tripping. So you know, a lot of that stuff isn't on cam for the most part. So I guess we're yeah. hearing this from the witnesses that are there. Yeah. But you know, um, I think the shooting in the back was on cam because it was an out there's an outdoor camera as well. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's just sad. Like this dude lost his dang on mind going off on this lady. And I'm watching a video. I'm like, this is going to be the last thing that he's saying live. Like, right. this is going to be the last thing he does alive. Like, I look at things in that way. Like, this is the last thing you do on this earth is swinging on a woman, you know? So, yeah. And, and that's like the sad But the sad part is we keep seeing this in our community as black people. And then we were just talking about how about, uh, uh, slow down. We was just talking about this similarly last year. I mean, last week when we were talking about our black young men and how they cannot handle conflict well. One of the comments, because y'all know me, I always go and, and see the comments. I always try to go read the comments. One of the comments I actually see and agree with is it should have never went that far. You as a man, I think one of the ultimate marks of a man is you being able to control yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like you being able to actually control yourself. Now, granted, I get it. This woman probably irritated you. You probably had the bad day, whatever the case may be. But it should never get to that point where us as black men have to always result to physical violence, period. I don't care what, what the and case she wasn't even aggressive. She didn't even really place any kind of threat or whatever on him. So, you know what I mean? Now, I get it. Like in the situation, if she's swinging on him, or she got a knife or saying this, that, and the other, and you're trying to protect yourself. Thanks. You know what I mean? That's different. But just because of people arguing over food or whatever it is, like, you know, that's ridiculous. Now, this young boy's life has changed. He was just going to get some food with his mama. Thanks. You know what Thanks. I mean? And now, now his life has changed, you know, whatever future that he wanted. Like, he could have been playing sports or so much stuff, other stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, that's, now, that's all derailed because... You know of this but then what but but jy and that's the thing though because that now messes him up and that 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 perpetuates the system that we're in because truth is granted like you just said that messed up his future you know what i'm saying as far as you know him academically if he wanted to do something um uh, athletically he probably screwed but then what makes it even worse is the trauma that he's going to have to go through now because of this you know what i'm saying like <laughs> Because of this, because you've seen another man trying to beat up on your mama, like and what, like he 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 had to, like I ain't gonna cap. You got all the right to defend yourself at that point. Like I feel like dude couldn't get off scotch or should get off scotch free because at the same time you had all the right to do what you did. You, you son, you made the right call. However, that's that. 
that's something that actually traumatizes young people. That's something that I think a young person should never have to go through or experience. Me coming from, like, I've experienced, I've seen my stepfather, well, my ex-stepfather, my former stepfather, used to try to put his hands on my mom. Of course, she got out that situation. But me, even then, I was younger. If I would have been old enough to get a pot and a pan and whack them, I would have did so and rightfully, it felt right good doing it. So my thing is, if this man do face consequences, what would be the consequences for him doing, like like you said, like him doing self-defense? Because truth be told, like the mama, okay, mama, you was wrong for having your son go out there and chase after. You was wrong for kind of escalating it. But at the same time, I can't blame the 14-year-old for coming to your defense. Okay. I heard, I guess, I heard it. Like, I guess he's, he's she summons him to go get the gun, too. So... I think it's a lot of a lot of it. I think the fourteen year old could probably get off because he technically was they can say he was following orders or something in that nature or whatever. He was a lot was going on. He's seeing his mom being beat up and it could be a trauma traumatizing situation. And so, you know, he just went into react mode and you know, he wouldn't be able to think clearly because he's only fourteen as well, too. So, you know, it's no telling what 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 can come from around come about from this but i think it's still a sad sort of events that you know we can't keep ourselves together and not go off like i had an incident not long ago when somebody was kind of doing something a little out of pocket with me that i could have turned all the way up but i didn't i just walked away like i, I now fortunately i don't know no one down here or whatever you know so i'm kind of about to call me no chump you know what I mean? To put me in that type of peer pressure moment, but even if so, I don't care. Like, I, I, I don't got to prove to nobody I got I can beat you. Like, I don't got to prove it. It ain't going to make me no better. You know what I'm saying? All it's going to do is maybe because I'm a person, I'll fight someone and I'll win and I'll feel bad about it later. So I don't want to even have to deal with all that other stuff that goes along with it anyway. But, you know, I think it's just some moments. And I, I mean, it could be the environment, you know, being in Chicago, um, those who've ever been to Chicago, not not the, not Midtown, you know, I'm talking about like Chicago, Chicago, Inglewood, Chicago. No, like it is, it, it it's it's a jungle out there. So, you know, when you when you raised up in the jungle, you act as you in the jungle anyway. So, it's a lot of things that could have been involved with that. But even still, cooler heads must prevail through all those situations, especially dealing with a woman. Like, come on, bro. Yeah. I mean, and he was swinging, and the sad thing about it, he was swinging so hard, and he, he didn't even drop her. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, like, <laughs> Weak, J.Y. You, you, you yeah. swing so hard, bro, and she, and she eating him. You know what I mean? Like, like James, them Chicago women is built different. Yeah, they Them, them Chi-Town women is built different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and I think to what you're saying, I think we've got to ask ourselves a question, especially in the black community, because um, I know fathers are good for it. I know mothers are good good for it. Uh, our young, our are young men the men of the house in the absence of a yep. man being in the house? Yeah. And if that if if that is what we are saying, if that is what we are teaching, this young man did exactly what he was supposed to do. Yeah. Because um, his daddy would have, if he had a husband, he would have did the same thing. Right. And so I think that, and I understand what you guys are saying, where he's fourteen years old. But if if we're gonna if we're gonna call him a child, if we're gonna call fourteen a child underdeveloped, are we treating the fourteen year old underdeveloped children 
young men like their young men. Because as I was listening to the story, I had to think about my son out in San Diego. And my son, I have raised him that you do not allow anyone to attack your mother or your sister. I fully expect that my son, if he saw a man punch his mother like that, I fully expect my son, if he knows that there is a weapon available, I fully ow, expect ow. him to go do what he's supposed to do. I've ow, taught ow. him to shoot just because of that. I've taught him to fight just because of that. Yeah. And I think that's the, we've got a, we've got, I think we all have to take a step back and say, are we really, are 14 year olds really still children? And if they are, are we going to treat them like children in the other areas as well? Or are they the man of the house in the absence of men? Mm. It's a culture, it becomes a cultural conversation. Yeah. Do we, is, do we live in the culture where young men get to just be young men? No, because most of them are always the father. It depends. What you saying, I'm sorry. It depends on the environment. Like you know, what I mean, he's in that environment. You know, so you kind of force into unfortunate circumstances where you gotta step up and do certain things that you normally wouldn't do, like that normally wouldn't be required of you because of that. Like for instance, like my son, my son, eleven. He'll be twelve on on Wednesday. He got me here, right? He got his father. So it don't it don't have to be. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna do service. Uh, let me pull over so I'm lose service. Can y'all hear me still? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you don't he don't have to. With a lot of those other people have to endure. You know what I'm saying? Now when I'm gone out of town or whatever, yeah, this that and the other. Now Deborah's cut from a different cloth, so you know, even still. But my son is willing to get whatever he need to do to take care of and take care of his family. In that moment, if it was just him shooting the guy, right, and that was it, not chasing him when he got away or this, that, and the other, you know what I mean, everything would have been perfectly fine. I think he would have been complete order. There would have been no issue because I don't. I know Illinois, you can carry now. I don't know if they got to stay in your ground law. I think they do. So he would be in. He would have been in a proper order by the wake by the scale of the law. But for the simple fact that he chased the dude when his back was turned and shot him in the back and then went and shot someone else. That's the issue that we have now. So I, I get that environmental thing. My son will never have to deal with that. Plus, we don't live in that kind of neighborhood. We live in like one of the more safest parts of Texas in Huddle, Huddle Texas. So we don't have we don't have to experience that, you know, to that extreme. There's going to be fights and things of that nature, but nothing to that point where it's like you literally have to watch your back everywhere you go. You know what I mean? But what so, do we say to the young man? But JY, here's the thing though, because granted you are, you know what I'm saying? You are a father. I mean, you are in your, I mean, you are in your son's life. But what do we say to the young man who, whose father isn't in his life and then he has to endure I mean, yeah, he has to endure this encounter. Well, another man is putting his hands on your mom. Like granted, yeah. You don't want to go to the. I mean, you don't want to go to the to, to the car to get the strap. But when your father has been absent from your life, and like Michael said, he taught his son, you know, what I'm saying how to defend his 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 mom at that time. But when your father is absent out of your life, and you have been presumed to be the man of the house for so long, when these type of conflicts come, how do you expect these young men to necessarily handle themselves when they don't have male role models who will actually teach them? 
you know, how to do the right thing, how to have self-control. Because obviously this man ain't have self-control if he put his hand on this woman. And obviously Perfect. if this is the type of environment that they're living in, you know, it it it, 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 it you know, perpetuate a continual cycle of not being able to handle conflict and control oneself. And even having to defend yourself to that point where he had to go get a gun as a young man, that's kind of crazy. Even if you watch the video, you see other men running out of the store instead of telling this man, hey, bro, you're a grown man. Like, what well, let me tell you like this, Prophet. 14 year old man. What'd you say? Can I say? Yes, yes Mama Lynn. Go for it. I'm looking at it from a female point of view. I've seen the video. What? What I'm I'm gonna say just like I'm saying, what pissed me off the most was people was videotaping, men was standing there, and then when he starts swinging on this woman, the men start running and moving away. Facts, hmm. facts. What a man at like. As what is this show out you mean? I wouldn't have stood there. I would have jumped in. I would have helped her fight him. That's just the way I am. <laughs> I grew up with an abusive daddy. And my daddy taught me, even though he was an abusive man, my daddy never laid a hand on me. And I couldn't, you know, as I grew up, I, could, I couldn't understand it. But he also taught me that letting no one hit you. I think that came into the fact, I hope y'all can still hear me. Yes, ma'am, you good. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am, you good. I, I think that came into the fact that my mother divorced my father when I was two. And they both said, you don't do this. You see something wrong, you stand up. I taught my son there's more ways to defend yourself but you don't never put your hand on a female he wouldn't even hit his little sister back when his little sister used to bite him or whatever and we used to have to make him so she would stop because she was literally going in on him and i told him <laughs> one day i said one day you're gonna knock the hell out of you you're gonna stop <laughs> and she didn't believe We 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 gotta stop being spectators, and, we, yeah. and stop filming everything. If you gonna film, what you gonna do? Yeah. I, I I understand the consequence. I pray for them that they can walk away from this. I pray that the Lord help them out. But I am not getting ready to condemn them. I am so mad at all the people that videotaped it and watched it. And by that time, she was mad. Are you going to stand there and watch it and not help? Shoot him too. By then, she done went in. And ain't no return. So, hey, war, I'm just telling you from a female part. I can't tell you from a man part, but I can tell you from a female part. If it was me, Would I have probably done what she did? Probably so. I'm just saying. Because he really didn't have no, no, why would you hit someone? Cause 
they not ordering their food as fast as you want them to order it. And she wasn't getting mad at me. She didn't even raise her. You hear him more than you hear her. So, hey, yeah. I'm going to leave right there. My thing it's is, and I want to be wrong, and the Lord will fix it, but that's where I'm at. Well, Prophet, real quick before you move on to answer your question about the young man, I want to tell you that the young man wasn't wrong. Like, I would did the same thing. I would have shot to protect my mom, whatever, after seeing him. Like, I mean, he, he was rearing back and swinging. It wasn't like he was just doing jabs. He was trying to, he was going for the full, you know, Mike Tyson, full body, everything in this punch. So, Bad. yeah. I would have, I would have, I, I don't think the boy did anything wrong. My problem is, is after the fact where it becomes a, um, a shooting spree. And yeah, I'm tired of people just watching things happen because people are so afraid of whatever's going to come along with it. They're rather record or just stand there saying it's not my business. And right. That's what I, that was another question I was going to ask right before I threw it over to Rashad because I definitely want to hear her input. But you, as a man, JY, answer this question. If you are a man and you in a restaurant, and I don't care, and I get, granted, I get it. We supposed to be saved. We above reproach. We Christians. We, we, we got positions and all this other stuff. But you telling me if you in a restaurant and you see this, you ain't going to say nothing to this man? I'm just saying. No, I was saying. I'm talking I about if something. I was strapped and out strapped. If I was six two, six five. If I was in it, even if I was in the vicinity as a coworker, I felt like there was something in me should have said something or did something. Like as a man, like you don't feel you don't feel obligated. I would have said something regardless. Like um, as as not just a man, just as a human being, something that ain't even right. Like I would have said something. You know what I mean? Like. Not sat there and watch it or whatever. I'd have been like, hey, bro, you need to just chill. You know what I mean? And kept it from there. And then sometimes, this is the truth, sometimes it takes one person to say something to get everybody else to really move. So yeah. if one person, because I watched a video of it was somebody at a park or something happened, I don't know, but this dude walked behind this woman and started attacking her. And everyone else was around and no one was really moving. They was just watching that out of nowhere it, it, she was getting hit probably attacked probably by like five, four or five seconds and other people was just moving away or whatever then all of a sudden you saw a cloud of dudes come it was like about four or five of them came and they got that dude and he got his justice put it that way um but sometimes it just take one person or whatever to move so yeah i would have said something i wouldn't sit there and watch because i know it's right but i know the god i serve as well so i I'm, i know regardless of the outcome i'm gonna be okay so, you know, I would have, I would have said, I would have definitely had said something. Yeah, understandable, understandable. Okay, I want to throw. Can it I to say Richard. something? Oh, go, go ahead, for it, Doctor Trina. I was just going to throw it over to the women because I want to hear from the, a woman. That's what I, I. That's what I, well. I'm just. Mm -hmm. I, I haven't watched all the video, and I've been hearing about this thing over the weekend, and it kind of like, um, you know, I heard about it last night, I should say, and I, I was like, wait a minute, what's going on? What happened? And, and. I, I'm just bothered by the fact that this man just knew that it was okay to, uh, like you said, he went way back, like he was getting ready to knock out my, uh, Mike Tyson or somebody. <laughs> but I'm bothered by the fact that a man would think that this woman looked like she didn't have nothing to, she wasn't approaching him in a way. She probably was just, just talking, 
his conversation and his anger, but she didn't come out looking like she ready to fight him. She looked like she was just coming out to get the food and go back home. And and that's that's what I'm like. Wait a minute, did I miss something that this man is so irate about what that he felt that he could just beat on a woman? Who what is wrong with the what is wrong? I, I need somebody to really help me understand, uh, uh Pastor Jacob, uh, Apostle uh Michael, what Anthony, what what what's going on in the room that that uh, uh that people would think that it's okay, JY, that a man can go into a public place and and just do what he do and nobody stands up and say anything anymore because I don't want to get involved. I don't want to, you know, I'm like, no, no. Everybody want to mind like, their own business. Even from a woman's perspective, from a woman's perspective, I would have said something even as small as I am because I'm like, wait, you, you're wrong. Calm down. It ain't that serious. But you putting your hands on somebody? I don't have no disregard. I, 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 let me say this. My son, my son would have did the same thing that 14 year old boy did. Yeah. My son that I know and love and dear to my heart, he would have said, no, 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 not, not my mama. He would have ran and got anything and took him out. That's just the way my son is. I'm not raising my son to be like that, but he's a protector. And I, if I'm a mother and I'm out with my child, and he sees somebody gonna harm me. Oh, that ain't gonna happen. That, and so I don't, I don't say that. You know, true enough, the boy is trauma to him. True enough, he was defending his mom. But for for this man thinking he can put hands on on my mama, no, that just that just didn't happen. That's just where have we went? What did we lose, Pastor uh, Charles? Where did we lose? A generation of men that think that it's okay to lay hands on on a it's woman and, and do yeah, all these stretch. things that they're that's doing it just doesn't make sense um to me as from a mother's perspective and a woman's perspective i am I, i'm just like really i know my son and my son would be that 14 year old boy i i just know my child not that, just because he would try to defend me and protect me uh, and then for this man to think that it's okay, I don't know what they were arguing about. I don't know what 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 it was about the food or whatever. Uh, but you're in a public place, and and when you go public, it, you, you you your consequences are where it's at. You gonna meet as they say, you'll meet your maker wherever you at. And so that's what happened. And so uh, I just think he's wrong. He was wrong for what he did. I feel bad for the 14 year old because now he got to go through all of this. I feel bad for the trauma of the mother as well, but this man had no business putting his hands on this woman like he did uh, and thinking that it was gonna be okay, that she was gonna just take the punches and nobody wasn't gonna do nothing. Uh, she raised her, her son right, and I'm gonna dock my yacht on that, but I, I, just, I just don't see it. I, I know I will be in that situation with my child. One thing I think, though, is that we're all losing respect for each other. Now, Ms. Dr. Trina, I'm I'm with you. When did men start getting to the point where we don't know how to control ourselves when it comes to putting our hand on women? I have no idea. I have no idea. I can't say that's a new problem because at the same time, it's not a new problem. But It's, it, it's not, not a new problem. You're right about that, uh, Prophet. And, uh, but I, I think that it wasn't it's getting public. to the, It's not as public. Right. It's not as public. And it's not so much... You know, um, 
uh, the the attention uh, the anger of a of a of a man or a woman that even in the women are doing violent things is crazy. Uh, so it's just like what is drawing the people, and then uh, we know what it is as believers. But it's like Lord, you got to help the mind of the people. It, it, it's just because it's coming to the point, Jay, why that is like you can go into a public place. And, and get upset over an order or get upset over somebody in a line or, or do whatever and, and think that it's okay that you would put your hands on that person. And, and, and from my understanding, he did not know this woman. Uh, am, I, am I right or wrong? But he did not know of her at all. Uh, so it wasn't like, oh, this is somebody I know down the street. This is so-and-so. And, and, and I, I know of her and her kids or I had a relationship with her. Or none of that have come out um, from my understanding. And so it's not like he just know her. He just, it's just a random stranger that, right. you know. You comfortable with putting your hands on random strangers. Right. <laughs> right. And, and like I said, it wasn't like he was just, oh, I'm just going to pop her and, and, you know, like a quick one, two, like, you know, hit her in the face and what. No, he reached back like he was going to go. And the, the sad part about it, he did it more than once. Yeah, he kept on hitting her. Right. And she ain't doing nothing but defending herself, putting her, her purse up and her arms up against her face and defending herself, backing up in the corner. And I'll, listen, I don't care what nobody say. My son and any other son that would see their parent, my mother being beaten like that, I will go get the gun too. I'm just sorry. We just go. We, we I, listen. I, I just got to do what I got to do. So, Pastor Jacob, I'm gonna dock my yacht, but y'all go ahead and have a conversation. <laughs> it's to me, it's the model of a man that I really want, um, Pastor Jacob or Pastor Willie to address if y'all can. Pastor Charles, can y'all address it? Like, what is the model of a man that we now put our hands on women? Or we can't even speak, like, do you think, like, I don't know, y'all tell me, if you've seen it, would you be afraid to speak up or something? Is it just the fact that we we, we supposed to be minding our own business, that we can't say nothing, especially as another man, like, would you, would you feel obligated to say something, or would you just be minding your own business? I, I definitely would have my voice in it. I would be talking. I'm, I'm, that's all I'm going to say. I'd be, I'd be like, hey, 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 what's going on here? And then I would probably, you know, engage other people to kind of wake up a little bit, and we'll kind of pull pull it, you know, pull it apart and everything, and do what we need to do. You know, that's what I think. That's just. Well, I'm I'm sorry, Pastor Charles is is a little bit more saved than I am. Uh, before that's he hard. ever connected, <laughs> before he ever connected to her, he would have been trying to open his eyes again right. to figure out what was going on, what had happened. Um, because I'm not going to sit back and let any man put his hands on a woman. I don't care whether you white, black, Chinese, indifferent. I don't really care. Uh, you're not you're not going to do that while I'm standing there. That's what's not going to happen. Now, if you whatever y'all do at home, whatever y'all did, that's between you and the person that you're at the house with. But just don't bring it to my attention. But you're not going to stand there in front of me. Uh, and in a public see, the, problem, the problem is we want to we want to go viral more than we want to be protected and we want to protect. Uh, we we're looking for more people to to know who we are uh, and to have the I, I never understood what what put us in a position where everybody wants to be a newscaster. I never understood that everybody wants to report what just happened. <laughs> uh, they want to have 
and you ain't getting no money for it. That's what's killing me. Like you, you, you want to be a newscaster. You share one video in your life, and all of a sudden it goes viral, and you think that everybody's going, they go, that YouTube is going to start paying you, or Instagram's going to start. They not. Uh, you got one viral video. Get your life together. Um, I just, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's me, but I just think that this whole situation. Now, understand something. If he was my son, and he was with my wife. Uh, with my wife, my mother, my sister, my daughter, my and a man looks like uh, he was about to put his hands on them. If he does not uh, put his behind uh, down, then we have a problem when he gets home. So either you shoot him or you deal with me when I see you. Uh, and that's going to be a, a big, you might, you might want to shoot him. <laughs> yes. And I'm not, I'm not trying to be, you know, offensive to anybody but that's my house that's jacob chapter 19 verse 28 uh if you don't take him out i'm gonna knock you out when yeah, you, when that's I see old you. school teacher right then there we're gonna, <laughs> then we're gonna go we're gonna go together and we're gonna find old dude that that put his hands on your mama your sister your auntie your cousin uh and then we're gonna handle that too so yeah um yeah i i would now understand something and i'm gonna say this out loud uh and it, i might get in trouble when i say it pastor charles please don't don't judge me um but if this had been a uh uh caucasian mother and the caucasian mother's son did this uh we wouldn't be even in a situation where they were talking about pressing charges or that the, the mother wouldn't wouldn't even be there but I, I, i'll as Doc, Pastor Trina say, I'll dock my yacht right there. It wouldn't even make the news. Uh, it wouldn't have made no news. You're right. It, 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 does, it doesn't make sense to me. It's like, what? It don't, it don't even add up. The woman was going in to get her food and, 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 and she minded her business. She, I'm, I'm just, I just, I'm dumbfounded. And so Chicago really got a problem uh, that they think that they can just go ahead and, and you know, the little boy standing there buying his business, uh, waiting on his mom. He's just being the protector. And, 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 and he's like, uh-uh, don't make no sense. It don't make no sense. It was, they didn't go to the store. They didn't go in there to try, try, cause problems. She didn't go in there for no problems. Now, you know, I guess because she left the scene, I, I don't know. But but the fact of the matter is, I, you know, I don't know. But it just don't add up to me. It just really don't add up. And uh, my thing is, they got problems. They got, listen, ain't no way a grown man gonna put no hands on nobody. It just doesn't make sense. And so, like you said, I'm like Pastor Jacob. If he don't handle it when he if he's out there with his mama and and he get home to his daddy, then Pastor Jacob have to handle that. But any other man would be like, "Yep, that's what that's, I raised my son to do the right thing." And so I don't know. So y'all got to help me help me understand this right here. Help me understand. If it was if definitely it was a, of the Caucasian persuasion. That little boy probably got an award. They would have gave him a, a medal or something. Facts. He would have been a hero. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but my thing is this. This is the only thing that a lot of us are probably missing, and I get it in that moment. But this is the reason why they're pressing charges, I guess, with on her, is because the man got shot, then the man ran out, and then he got shot again in the back. 
as he was trying to get away. Uh, so now, now it goes from self-defense to um, like you're attacking or something. And then she ordered her son to shoot a witness <laughs> as well. <laughs> like, you know, and I, I think the witness didn't die or whatever, but so that was the issue. I think the boy probably should be okay. He, he probably think. didn't know if that was a witness. They probably didn't know if it was a witness yeah, or I, part I of the-, the car too. I think he was in the car when this was going on as well. So he, he, he probably wouldn't know. So that's why I said, I think the little boy should be okay. Her, on the other hand, they may give her, she might have to deal with some type of time or whatever. Cause she got it. They get, they held her on a $3 million bond. So, you know, that's, See, that's, what, that's what I'm confused about. I, I, I'm confused about the fact that you would even consider holding someone who was in the process of being beaten up. Here is a woman being assaulted by a man and her child comes to her defense and you have the audacity to <laughs> talk about putting them in a situation where they have to get a defense lawyer. It, I, it, it's not, something's not math to me. Maybe I'm the only one, but it just doesn't make sense. I agree, Pam, Dr. Jacob. They got her a GoFundMe page set up to help her out. People around the world are mad. It, it, it's sad. I, I don't get it. As a mother, I was boiling mad, number one. To watch this man pummel this woman like she's some, he's, she's some dude off the street. I, I, I just, I couldn't. Do, and then he had her backed up against the wall. So where's she going to go? And then I'm mad at the restaurant people that own the restaurant because they wasn't saying it's it. Mm -mm. I got yeah, JY. I'm reading the details. It said that so witnesses were around recording and laughing and apparently watching the incident as it pursued. And once the man tried to take off and run, the dude shot him two more times because uh, apparently he had already shot him in the back when he was trying to get when he was trying to get to his mama. And dude had tried to run off. He shot him two more times, and of course the woman ends up getting free from the man and diverges her attention to the witnesses, and she encouraged her son to start shooting at the witnesses. Oh yeah, because they was there laughing and stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. but at Please. the same time, and she probably she probably ain't really mean that, but she was probably pissed off mad, and out. she was mad that them folks ain't come to her rescue. She mad that them folks ain't defend out. her, so she told them, "Hey, shoot them too. They want to yeah. watch." They get I, a bullet too. <laughs> I think it's disingenuous to say she didn't know what she was saying. She knew what she was saying. I'm I'm just be honest with you. because because I'm be honest with you. If if you watch me get my ass beat, oh uh, no, shoot them niggas too. Um, right. That's what I'm saying. She probably was like, uh uh, shoot them too. <laughs> yeah. And I think that I think that when we talk about because one of the things I tell you, this young man did what a lot of grown folks wouldn't do. Um, it's the same lesson that I taught my child. You pull a gun, you shoot a gun. You don't flash guns. You don't. If you draw your, if you draw a weapon on someone, yeah. shoot them dead. That that's what the police are taught. The police are taught shoot them dead. Shoot them till they drop. That's what he did. I I can't. I for the life of me, outside of the mom saying shoot the witnesses, I can't see the fault here. Yeah. But shoot till 
shoot to i hear people say all the time why didn't you shoot him in the leg why didn't you shoot him in the shoulder no you shoot center mass you shoot where you can drop somebody if that you man know, could run, that's right if that man oh, could run he wasn't dropped leg shots kill people too there's a uh aorta vein or whatever that is that kill people too, so. like i said we shoot it's a kill and it might be it might be the military in me but i don't I've I've never drawn I've never drawn a weapon and not fired it. I I've never I've never flashed a weapon. I've never if I've if I've ever pulled a a a sidearm, I have fired a sidearm. I don't I don't flash, I don't do anything. That that's what the police are taught. That's what they should teach is don't 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 draw your weapon unless you're willing to use it. Hey, get the gun. This nigga's beating on me. He didn't ask any questions. He went and shot him. And the nigga could run. That means the nigga didn't fall. Shoot him again till he falls. <laughs> it, it's just a reality. Like outside of the mob saying shoot the witnesses, I don't see any problem here. Listen, I want to hear from Pastor Jacob. I'm gonna throw it over to you, and then I want to hear from Doctor Willie. <laughs> I mean, that's the purpose, Mike. the The purpose of of a weapon is to put you down. It is not to. I'm not doing this because I'm trying to get street cred. I'm trying to save my mother's life. Back, I don't know who this dude back. is. Obviously, he does not have any any type of 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 concern that he's putting his hands on my mother, which means because he doesn't have any concern, I'm going to show the same restraint that he's showing. None. I'm going to put three in your chest, center mass, as Mike said, or if I don't get center mass, it's a headshot. I'm not doing this whole, you might get up and try this again. You're not getting up to try it again. I'm not giving you, I'm not giving you a second chance. Tell the truth. He said he ain't done I was taught that don't write a paycheck, your behind can't cash. Mama Lynn? You got it? You feel me? That, I mean, I've been Lynn. so upset. Shoot. I've been crying. You laughing at me while I'm getting my behind whooped? Oh, no. I got a young lady who calls me mom, and she's in the military. And we laugh and joke with her because her aim and shoot power, you know, in the military. She said, we, we ain't taught to shoot the lane. We taught to shoot to kill. I said, oh. She said, mm-mm. We take no hostages. I said, oh. She said, so when you're ready, I'll go with you. And we going to kill. We ain't going to take no hostages. This day and age, I got to defend. I ain't taking no hostages. Okay, I'm just letting y'all know. Yeah, I'm just going to say, um, and then I know uh, Dr. Willie wants to go. Uh, don't pull a weapon on me and not use it. Because um, if you if you show me a weapon, that means you're trying to intimidate me and you don't use that bad boy, I'm going to beat the hell out of you. Um, I, there was a situation where uh, my former brother-in-law put his hands on my sister and my sister called me. And I went over there. I didn't ask any questions. I beat his ass. He went to, he left. I said, where's he going? She said, oh, he's probably going to go get his gun. I said, he, she, she was like, oh, he's not going to use it, though. Don't worry. I said, I don't care if he uses it. I said, is he going to draw that on me? 
She's like, yeah, he'll probably point it at you. I was like, you know what's going to happen to him if he if he points that gun at me and doesn't use it, right? She's like, oh, damn, you're right. Let me call the police. So even in my circle, people know that, like, if, like, don't, don't do that to him if you don't intend on using it because of how he's going to respond. Like I said, I, and I say this again, I can't see any fault on this young man. I really can't see any fault on the mom. Uh, I so, see Michael, more... here's, and here's another thing that you kind of brought up, though. Some people would have suggested the young man shouldn't have got the gun to shoot him, that he should have did what, like you just said, called the police. In that situation, would that been a, would it been appropriate for him to be like, oh, well, I can't necessarily go fight this grown man because I'm 14, but let me call the police? No. <laughs> it takes the police too long to get there. Yeah. Facts. Facts. Yeah. yeah. Poli and, and, and so that's the thing. Police aren't there to police are there to enforce the law. Enforce the law. Everyone likes to say the police are there to protect. The police can only protect you when they're there in that moment. But once the police arrive, they're only there to enforce the law. I'm not going to, even me at 14, I'm not going to let, I'm not going to let harm come to someone while waiting on a hero to show up. That's the issue That's with how good. this thing even started because That's it's a good. failure. It's a failure on the people in the restaurant. It's the failure on the witnesses. How did it get to a point where this man was even able to do the damage that he did? Facts. How how is that even possible? It, it's 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 not a failure. It's not a failure on the young man. It's not a failure on the victim who's the mom. It's a failure on the people who were recording it. I agree. Now that, that right there is where we have to say see law for real. Because like I said, I know I, you know, I'm to be honest, I'm not the, uh, the type to just go out and fight. I can protect myself, but uh, I definitely wouldn't let that be a thing where, you know, I'm standing there and a woman is being beat and I'm standing around laughing. That wouldn't, that I wouldn't do that. That's not even my thing. That's why I would say I would at least lift my voice up and like, what's going on and try to go up there and try to break it up or something, you know. But we got a mind our business type of generation, Pastor Charles. Most of these people are yeah, mind my business. You know, and why is that? Because most of us are scared already. We're scary. We don't know whether the person did have a gun. We don't know what's going on in the midst of that. We don't know all the details. You get up there and get in the midst of this, and all of a sudden you're, you know, now you didn't got beat up tape, too. Uh, this tape, this this tape where you where you used to be alive, and that's where you got dropped. And now they then took you out to the morgue, and all that now there's a tape line around you, you know. And so there is that whole thing of fear that if I get involved, you know, this because we don't know the whole story or whatever, you know, it's always some kind of excuse. But at the end of the day, the realness of it is, is that, yeah, chivalry is not dead. It's dying, but it's not dead amongst all of us. And I'll go ahead and say that and I'll be done. Chivalry ain't dead, but chivalry definitely has AIDS. I'm weak now, has, I'm so weak. <laughs> Pastor Willie, how you doing this morning, sir? Go ahead and chime in. I'm doing great, Prophet. Thank you so much for the opportunity to share. Um, you know, uh, I'm not too familiar with this entire, um, you know, situation. Um, but what I have seen, uh, not knowing the full story, I don't think is in any man's best interest to sit and watch a woman be abused. 
right? So all of those individuals that are there had a responsibility to protect her and they chose not to do that, right? So that tells me that we have another problem brewing on our hands. The second thing that we just really have to make sure that we'll watch out for is that here we have a young son whose responsibility, if you, I, I mean, I'm a dad, I got three boys. If my sons go out with my wife and someone assaults her and they get back here, See, I, my whole voice done changed. And they get back here <laughs> and tell me that someone has assaulted their mother and they didn't manage that, then they got a bigger problem than the person who actually did that because I'm going to manage them first. And then I got to go figure out who assaulted my wife. Don't put your hands on my wife, right? So I think that, that so that's a, a two-part thing. But then we have this culture that wants to do the viral thing we want to record it however in this situation i'm happy somebody recorded it because now we get another angle because had no one pulled yeah, out the yeah. camera we would have missed this and then there could have there could be another narrative so i think you know all in all we just got a lot of issues going on we do have a culture that says you know what i'm just gonna come get my food and i'm gonna mind my business but wait a minute isn't that what we taught people to do? Oh, y'all lean in. Come on, just a little bit. How oh, do we say it? My business is right here. Your business is over here. Have yep. we not said that? But what point do we say, family, when you see one of us being assaulted or hurt, it is your business to make sure that we make it back to the house, Facts. right? Facts. Because, I mean, and there's a responsibility, not just, and, and I know the assault, and all of that, there's a responsibility to make sure that that other young man made it back home too. Yeah. Right. They, they, both parts of the family were failed. We just failed them. And uh, I think it's a big classroom lesson for us uh, that we all have to learn. Um, I, I think that, you know, the young man is 14. He did what any 14 year old son would do what when someone's mean? assaulting his mama. I'm sorry. I mean, I, I can't imagine someone assaulting my sister or my mom. I just can't imagine. Or my wife. I, man, listen. I mean, I, no. Mm -mm. So I, I, I think that all of that has to play in a part. And the last thing, I just think it's so cowardly of a man to, to put his hands on a woman. I think that is the most cowardly act because at some point he should have just said i'm gonna move out of the way i'm just out of this come on what was the leader in the mail at there and then i know that earlier in this we were talking about fatherhood and you know and i i think that if we go back and look at the data and the research we have a culture of people who haven't been fathered and when there are no fathers hear me there will always be a breach in protection because one of the roles of the father is to make sure that the family unit or the people, the women, the sons and the daughters are protected. And there were other men in there. And if they were fathers, they didn't do their job. I'm Pastor Willie. I yield my mic. That's so good. That's so good. It says a lot to the community issue at hand. 
Like that's more than just, you know, a dumb problem. Like for us to get to this space where everything is mind our own business, we want to intervene. We can't jump in because of the fear of, oh, well, what if he swing on me too? Well, you just going to have to get swung on too then because it says more about you for you to run from a situation like that versus try to intervene. And I think us as people, we should even know some level of conflict resolution to, to be able to intervene in situations like that, where we're able to communicate, hey, bro, you may, we'll get your food, go wait outside. Hey, miss ma'am, can you, can you leave him alone? Like any other man, even if you could not have calmed this man down, you could have at least said to this woman, hey, we, so let's, let's go ahead and, you know what I'm saying? And I see what you're saying, possibly like the whole community had dropped the ball at that point. Like, even what was the restaurant owner and manager? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> At that point, like, where are they? Because somebody could have, I think, intervened. And us as a people, we have to get to the point where we're not just so concerned about us and our home, but we actually care about our community because this is a community issue. If you go to the store and you see Keisha up there, who you probably see maybe once a week up there getting cigarettes, but all of a sudden, you know what I'm saying? Keisha get into it with Day Day and they out there fighting. I feel like it should be your responsibility to say something. Granted, it ain't your business, but at the same time, they they brought it to a public space. Take it home. Take it home. You know what I'm saying? Like, what y'all doing y'all house? Cool. I understand. I ain't trying to be in everybody's house. But at the same time, when you start bringing things outside, it affects the community. The whole community looks different now. So... And as her as a single mom, it's like, well, what do you, what, what, how's she gonna feel now? She, she, she was vulnerable. She's the victim of this situation, but has to find herself behind bars over a black man who could not have self control, which is why black women feel like they're the most unprotected uh, people out here. Essence, am I, am I, can, can you help me out from a single mom space? How would you would have felt? Cause I don't know, like, how, I wanna see, how, like, I'm thinking about how this lady feel behind bars after. You and your son only did what was kind of right. Prophet, while Essence, until Essence comes on, can I hop in there just real quick? Go for it, yeah. Yeah, I think that, and this is what I've had to learn, and this is an unpopular thing, is one of the things I've had to learn when it comes to protection in the community is I have dependents. And I run the risk of Every time I choose to intervene in a situation, I run the risk of taking my taking covering from my children to cover somebody else. And the truth is, especially in domestic situations in public, I have a greater risk of taking my children's protection away to protect a stranger when oh, wow. I involve myself in a domestic situation. Oh, wow. OK, OK. That's the, a whole the, different layer, Michael. That you see what I'm saying? Yeah, and so we've got we've got to think about this. The other yeah. thing that I say, and I don't, and I don't know the full scope because I'll never, I'll never justify what this man did. But to the point of single mothers, if you are a single mother without the protection of the man, of a man, of a husband, of whoever, you should also conduct yourself like a single mother without Ooh. the protection of a man. Oh, because Ooh. the truth is. The truth All right, is, Michael, this, that wakes something up. The, the, the so truth you said is. Peter should have shut up. Yeah. Okay. And, okay. And, and I know we Ooh. don't like to say that. I know that sounds kind of harsh, but if you're in a situation where 
where you know in the culture that we live in, you can't rely on the protection of strangers anymore. Come on now. That may, oh. Begin to move like you can't rely on anyone else's protection. <sighs> because protecting yourself, and this is one of the things I've had to learn, protecting yourself sometimes means, you know what, this ain't even that important. Let Come me on just now. move on yep. out the way. I've, right. I've been in situations where I said, you know what? Because like I said, I'm a fighter. I'll scrap anybody. I have no problem with that. Um, but I've also <laughs> I've also found myself in situations where it was easier for me to buy somebody a drink than it was for me to try and engage with him, with he and his crew. And so it's it's having it's knowing that knowing yourself, but then identifying the opportunities to buck up or the opportunity, you know what, this this just ain't even worth it. Yeah, and sure. so I think yeah. there are some nuances in this conversation mm -hmm. when we, because again, I do hold, I do hold the people, uh, the witnesses, I do hold them accountable, but I think there's another layer that, that creates more nuances to it. When you begin talking about, like I, I use myself as the example, because I'm I'm the guy who who steps into a lot of situations. My daughter was born, my daughter is two. What I look like, what I look like jumping into a burning building when I have a two-year-old. Yeah, yeah. What do I look like taking taking her her the the covering of her father away from her? You see, and, and that's mm -hmm. where the nuance happens. That's I love that perspective. Can I add a, a, a yeah? Thought? Somebody jump uh, in on that. <laughs> you know, another layer of that. Uh, agree, a hundred percent. But I think on the broader scope, when we look at micro, meso, and my, macro, right? We look at micro, individual, meso, small community, macro, big picture. One of the things that if I don't engage on the micro level, I'm still leaving my family uncovered on the meso level because this is an individual in our community. And if this individual is in our community, it's better for me to engage him on the micro level so that the whole neighborhood is protected, which is where my child, my family lives. And I think that in these nuances, going back to that community space, is that we have a responsibility to learn conflict resolution. Yeah. I'm gonna say it one more time on for the now. people in the back. It's conflict resolution. We saw a group of people not use the necessary skills to protect everyone involved. And I think that's what we, that's our civic responsibility, right? Mm -hmm. That's our civic they were responsibility. they to give everybody bullets at that point. Right, right. It's to make sure that everybody is, it, everybody makes it home. And that's a level of skill because that pulls us out of our comfort zones, that pulls us sometimes even out of what we feel like we can engage in, but then we still have that civic responsibility. Going back to, you know, just those old school skills of it taking a village, this is a prime example of when the village failed to show up. It was when the village lights on, but nobody was home. And that has caused a lot of trauma in our community. I yield back to you. That's so good. That's so is it the responsibility of the church to begin? Is the church spending too much time teaching about relationships and men and women instead of teaching conflict resolution skills? Essence, I saw you come off, Mike. I just wanted to add that <laughs> in there. That's good, Michael. 
I love that question. Being a pastor, I don't think we teach enough on relationships because a part of relationship is conflict resolution because you can't have a successful relationship until you have emotional intelligence because it takes a lot to manage relationships. (laughs) So, (laughs) Apostle, I appreciate that. So, yeah, I think we need to teach a little bit more in that area. Thank you. Good morning, Essence. Hey, good morning, y'all. Um, so just wanted to chime in because I heard my name early and I was like, let me pay attention. Um, because I was listening, but of course, i I still have a two-year-old at home with me while we waiting on him to get into a daycare. So, but anyway, um, I will say this. Um, I get what you guys are saying as far as you know, the single mother being uncovered, and we have to conduct ourselves in a way that, you know, make sure as we get home. But it's hard to do that when you have men who are threatened at the very ideal of you turning around and walking away. Um, I remember there was a young lady who um, not too long ago, a few years ago, probably before the pandemic, um, got killed in Memphis because some guy was advancing her, you know, advances and she tried to walk away (laughs) and she got killed. Um, And so, you know, it's very difficult when you deal with men who feel like they're entitled to be in your space. Um, And so while I can walk away and I can shut up and I cannot, you know, uh, I cannot, you know, refute back or fight back, there's also the chance that even still that doesn't keep me from not making it home. Stop, Emery. Um, That doesn't keep me from not making it home. You know, that still can get me killed as well. Um, And so I think there's also that nuance of it too. Um, I'm sorry, yeah. You don't need this. You don't need no Motrin. Um, but yeah, there's also that nuance of it as well. Um, that when we do ignore, when we do turn around and walk away, some men have the "don't turn your back on me" mentality. Um, and so when we do walk away, when we do ignore, when we try to get out the situation, that 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 fires it up even more. Um, so I think there's that aspect of it too. I do agree. Um, that we all have to do what we can, what we need to do to make it home, whatever that is. Um, you know, if that means you pulling out a gun, you know, and defending yourself, if that means you you biting your tongue and walking away, whatever we need to do to make it home to our children, to our families, I am a firm believer in. But there have been women who have not been so lucky. So, Essence, and I'm going to pause right there and, and take this question to another level there. What would you would have done in that situation as a single black mom? You know what I'm saying? Now, granted, you got a two-year-old, but what if your son was 14, you know what I'm saying? You in the store getting y'all some food, and all of a sudden, this black dude who had a bad day or whatever the case may be comes in there, and all of a sudden, it's rah, 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 and y'all get into it. Like, you as a black woman, of course, you gonna, you might not want to bag down. You're going to say what you're going to speak, because you're a black woman. But at some point, are you just going to shut up and walk away like you were just talking about? Like, is it is, is there? There's so, there's- essence. Essence probably would shut up and walk away because I'm not going to keep arguing with you. Um, I know me. I don't like to argue. I don't like to fight because I feel that if Essence gets angry enough, she want to put hands on folks. And I'm not going to do that. (laughs) Not to mention, I think for me, I wouldn't have put my son in that position. I wouldn't have put, although he would have wanted to protect me and I get that's his role. But I also realized in this case, the son has lost his life. He's going to jail, you know, even though he's 14. And I don't know what Illinois do around murder and all that good stuff. <laughs> he, but he, is 14, he is 14. 
And so not only has mama lost her life, you know, the rest of her life in a sense, he has too. And he ain't even started living his life. Yeah. So as a mother, I don't know that I would have put him in that predicament. Um, you know, I, I, I just wouldn't have. I think I would have handled it so as you would have told Emory to just stay in the car. I wouldn't have even told him to come in. I would have tried to get myself to the car to leave. Okay. I can I can the, the, the money for the food ain't worth you know, that food ain't worth my life and my son's life. And so I wouldn't have even put him in that position to even come in and say, come in and shoot this dude because he hit me. No, that's putting your child in the position of a grown man. And I think we do too much of a judge. We do too much of putting children in grown folk uh, positions. And now he's lost the rest of his life, possibly have lost the rest of his life. Because the first hit wasn't the issue. It was when he was running away. From what I'm seeing, you know, people talk about those with concealed carry license. The issue is not that he hit the first time. It's when dude was running away and he hit him. That was the issue. And that's what's going to yeah. be the thing that gets him locked up. So, you know, I wouldn't have put my child in that. Um, I would have just tried to make it out to my car and called the police and filed charges because there's all types of cameras and all that good stuff. So I would have let the law handle it. I wouldn't have allowed my child. I wouldn't have on purpose put my child in that predicament because, you know, that puts him in a position to where his life is in danger. And now that little boy may go to jail for a long, may have to grow up the rest of his adult life in prison. And we see what happened to men who don't have a childhood, who grow up in prison. Not saying that, you know, those things, but it's just the culture inside the prison, you know, yeah. and that, that, that creates a different type of person. And so I just, I, mm -mm, I wouldn't put my child in that. How do the fathers feel like about that? Any of the fathers, how do y'all feel about that statement? Because I can't say you you wrong about that essence. Because that is a great, that's a valid point. That is a that is a valid point. But then like, what's, fathers, what's like, the Whoa. point? So the point that I made was he was asking me what I would have done, and I said I wouldn't have on purpose told my child to come in there and shoot this guy, and I wouldn't have because. You know that places him in a position for one that puts him in a in an adult in a in an adult situation. Number one, now Michael, two, go to the question that we started off with earlier about kids being in grown folks' places now. Yeah. So, but then also for me, it also um, for me that that cause you know now that the boy is facing murder charges, you know he's potentially lost the rest of his life because he's gonna be in jail. And I don't know what Illinois. The point I was making was. That boy has potentially lost his life at 14 and he's not begun to live it because he was trying to defend his mother. And it's a good cause. But at the same time, we don't know how this law was about to hit him. We don't know how these charges are about to hit him. And so there's a chance that he lost the rest of his life. So that's the point. Yeah, I'm making. Yeah, I think that as a father, um, hell, I'll, I'll take I'll take my fatherhood out of it. And I'll just speak as a man. I think in modern times the issue the issues surrounding manhood are too there are too many there are too many people of the male species identifying as men that haven't mm. gone through a test to mm. determine their manhood that's good okay michael and whereas and, and so one of the tests of manhood is what do you do in a moment, what do you do in a moment where your integrity is going to be tested? 
And, and the truth <laughs> about manhood is that you, you, we can all say what we would do until we're put in the situation to do it. Right. And this young man, he, and I hate to say it this way, he established, he, he established his medal as a man in protecting his mother. As a father, I teach my son that very same thing. That in my absence, because my ex-wife is still under my covering until until my ex-wife has a husband, my ex-wife is still under my covering. Because they live in California, because I'm not there, my son is my proxy. My son knows that if anyone bucks up to his sister, my son's 15, by the way, so he's only a year apart. If anyone bucks up to his sister, anyone bucks up to his mother, he has a responsibility to stand in to stand in the in between. And if push comes to shove and there is access to something, a, a gun, he should use it. I've also taught him those escalation skills as well. But this young man to me versus the other men in that area, in that proximity. In that restaurant, yeah. He, this young man showed me he is willing and capable of matriculating as far as the legal system goes because the legal system is going to do is going to be the legal system and we can only pray for the best but what the community needs to do is pour into this young man yeah the moral st- the morals that he stood on yeah and acknowledge that a part of manhood, which a lot of men aren't willing to do in today's age, is making tough decisions and dealing with the consequences of tough decisions, but being able to stand on righteousness. That's good. That's good. Anybody else? I'm gonna say this real quick, and I'm gonna shut up. But if if I have to go to go to visit my ch- my son any in jail or in any trouble situation, this is a reason why I, this situation I would not mind. If my son has to go to jail, I'm gonna fight to 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 get him out. Trust me. But if this is why he went into to jail because somebody put his hands on his mother okay. and he took him. He took him. I have no problem with this. I and that's Jacob. But y'all, I'm gonna say this too: that once the gun is fired, it's intoxicating. Mm, and yeah. the moment it's fired, the moment it's fired, it's a from someone who's not trained, someone who's not. Um, they don't understand the consequence of the life leaving the eyes of a person, but it it becomes go to a gun range one day and you'll find out that the moment that that power comes from what you're holding uh, it, it gets kind of intoxicating for a moment and you have to you have to you know step back for a second because yeah that that thing will that'll change your life i think it's interesting that the police get the split second rule 
where what does a reasonable person do within a split second decision, which is why you see police officers getting away with firing multiple rounds into in, into people. And but no split second decision says you were you were justified. And if we apply that same logic to just everyday people now, mind you, this wasn't an illegal gun. This is a registered firearm. The, the mother was a concealed carry permit user. The fact that the son knew how to use the gun lets me know that she's been teaching him as well. Yeah. We have to ask the question, what will we do in a split second? Because to Jacob's point, you, you, you shoot, you go to any, I've not been to a training class that taught me not to shoot somebody till they fall. You shoot somebody till they're down. You don't shoot to maim, you shoot to kill. That, that's just the reality behind it. I think it goes to, because I, I talked about uh, young men specifically needing some matriculation process to some tests to, uh, to know that, hey, I've actually made it into manhood. I think more black men, young black men specifically, need to understand the feeling of killing an animal, to Jacob's point. Take the life of an animal and see how you feel after that. That way, when you do think to go get a gun, you don't think so quickly. You actually take time to process it because you understand Facts. what taking life feels like. That's good. That's good. Because we don't want to be raising a bunch of psychos out here. But Mike, I think I think one of the things that that has dulled the senses of our children are all of these video games and the, the the gratuitous killing that we see on a constant basis of everything and everybody. Oh my God. Think about how much <laughs> they 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 have made this normal. And yeah. and to again to to the point that we're making, doggone it, if you take for, for five seconds, take them out to the to the field and let them hunt a deer see that the life from that deer uh, drain out of that and don't don't look and you you find out that the 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 uh buck that you just killed is walking with its family it's it's a total it's a total different perspective that i don't think many people are ready for it is it's not it's not easy it's not as easy as we try to make it be. Yeah, and I'll be honest with you, Jacob, that's that's some of my issues with some of the gun laws that haven't been adjusted is. Is that because I'm, I'm, I'll be honest with you, I'm really not a gun control proponent, um, but my issue with some of the lackadaisical gun laws is because of the environment and the culture we live in, because violence is so readily available in TV shows and video games, um, whatever the case may be, that it has become, everyone thinks it's easy. Mm. And because everyone thinks it's easy, everyone's willing to go to the extreme, mm. not understanding the emotional and the mental implications, the mm. spiritual implications that come along with taking a life. You, you you know what I mean? And 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 I'm and that's Absolutely. me speaking as a hunter. That's me speaking as a combat veteran um, that that the things you deal with in taking life, any life, 
it you, you know what I mean? You have a stronger appreciation for the meat you eat when you kill the meat that you eat. Mm, there's there's yeah. a lot of folks. There's a lot of it's too many people that like steak and have never killed a cow. Facts. Too many, too many people that like lamb chops and haven't slaughtered a lamb. <laughs> be honest with you. I know I have it. Too many people like chicken. They ain't never wring that net. You're right. Hey, you never cut a chicken. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, but but it speaks to it speaks to it speaks to a cultural shift that needs to happen. Like I said, for me and this young man, I am okay. Um, I, for me, I do. I place the blame at the feet of the of the witnesses. Um, but just but if we're going to go into the conversation about a young man and his willingness to kill someone, we've got to take a we've got to take a hard look at what gave him the idea and the comfort to do so. Because everybody's comfortable killing somebody until they kill somebody. Mm. Everybody, and Jacob, you probably, I don't know who, who else in here are veterans. I just know Jacob and I are. Uh, as a vet, uh, I ran into a lot of guys that were the hardest core, oh, I can kill niggas, I shoot niggas, man, I'm from the streets, I'm from the hood. And then we get in combat zones, and these were the very men that froze up. It, it, have Pete running down the leg. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I've seen I've seen some of the toughest guys freeze up in firefights. Like it just and so so it's it becomes a cultural conversation. And, and I, I won't even say the US uh the US culture. I'll say the black community, the culture of the black community. Yeah. Um yeah. are we willing at, in totality to implement something so that our young men when they are put in this situation they're they're not willing to just pull the trigger they're willing to uh i think it was um i think he left um but are are we willing to de-escalate a situation so that it doesn't get to the level we know we're willing to go to If we if we look at the the even the commandment concerning you know we we see it says thou, thou shalt not kill, it's not uh, the word for kill there is not just like you know just taking life in and of itself, but it's don't murder, don't murder, don't just have a willful moment to just uh, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna see this person and I'm going to just take their life because. I'm mad or I don't like them or whatever like that. So, but we're not talking about combat. Combat is a whole different thing. So anyway, we move forward. Hallelujah. Hey, um, I see Ebony came in. She just dropped something in the chat. Ebony, I'm going to definitely throw you in there so you can jump in because we probably have, but we probably haven't. So you can bring your point in. I see you. Oh, she just acknowledged that she can't speak right now. Uh, Ebony, you may have missed it, but I, I, I specifically said that if, um, that my I've taught my son to that if it comes down to it, he should. I've made sure he knows how to use a gun and everything. Um, now, the difference is here's the big difference. Um, I don't keep firearms and his mother doesn't keep firearms. So, so that's the that's the big difference uh, between us. 
but he knows how to use them and he knows to come to the defense of should he should he ever be put in that situation yeah and i ebony, think essence addressed and that ebony too. and that's the point that i was making yeah essence um, addressed that yeah, I kind of addressed it that a little bit. I think you were coming in when I was addressing it, but I kind of touched on this a little bit that I don't know that I would ever put Emory or mine in that predicament um, willfully and on purpose. I, I just wouldn't do it. But I think also we as mothers have a different perspective than these men as fathers. So, <laughs> But that's, that's why I asked that question. Would you like, because she said something about taking a gun from him. Uh, Essence, you would you even would like that's what I said. Would you told Emery just stay in the car at that point? Because um, Ebony, I agree with Ebony. She had texted the boy and told the boy to come in with the gun. Yeah, I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't, have, and that's the point I was making. I wouldn't have done. Okay. It. Because for one, for me, it's putting him in a grown kind of adult situation. Number one, right. and number two, he's bearing something that he shouldn't have to bear. Fourteen. As a mama, I don't know that I could do that. That's just me speaking as a mama, though, because I also understand the world of the prison system, and I wouldn't want my child exposed to that. Okay, mama. Um, and so I wouldn't want my child exposed to that. I just, I wouldn't. I don't care if it was right or not. I would want to expose him to that. That's just me. Facts, understandable. And then I get it, the, uh, that other, the other point that she brings up, because they did follow him and shoot him two more times, and that's what fatally killed him. Because after the first time, I agree with Ebony. The, 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 the problem would have been over at that point. You shot the man one time in the back. That ended it right there. Now the mama pushing him to keep on shooting the man to the dead. That, that, that's where, you know, that's where it kind of brings in those extra problems, Ebony. Oh, uh, not agree with you. Now everybody won't be tough. Everybody won't be tough till the gun gets involved. Then it's all oh, no, nah, let me leave. Nah, nigga, why didn't you leave before? See, this is this is the problem. This is the problem. Everybody, everybody, everybody is tough till they get shot. Then it's all oh, no, nah, I give up. Nah, nigga, you should have give up before. And I want and, and Michael, I wonder how tough it would have been if it was a dude. Let's say a dude my size. Would he yell at me and say, just order your food, big man? Like when he said that. Or would he been like, you know, would he been chill? Because it was a woman, maybe that's why he got super aggressive too. So it's a lot of things. Like, like jokers ain't as tough as they say they are. What are we talking about here? We talking about the domestic violence? No, the, the, uh, a child, the child that shot that man in uh, Chicago. It was Chicago. beating up on his mom. Yeah, the fourteen year old. Yeah, he was beating up on his mom. Like, and he, he wasn't like. Oh, I didn't see the shoot. I didn't see the shooting. I saw him. I saw him hit her though. No, that was the that yeah. was another man hitting a man. Yeah, that's the problem. That's what we're talking about. The man hit the woman, and then her she called her. I guess. See, I didn't know as that she had texted. She texted her son, yeah. told him to bring the gun in, and so now she. I I mean, I'm kind of like torn because it's like, you know, he was defending his mom, but you know, she shouldn't have keep edging him on to shoot because apparently she shot him a, a multiple times yeah. and that's what killed him so yeah. i guess she should just let him shoot him the one time and and you know, whatever but um i i mean it's, it's it's a torn situation i mean i could see them charging her i'm like jy i could see him charging her but um the son i don't i don't see i don't see that i just i just can't that's that's too much trauma. It's a lot. Now he's in a system all of uh, and Chicago system is Jesus. How mercy. Right. And then it's not telling what it is, what, who else is involved in his family. So he literally just lost his mom. This is, you know, to be honest, you know, so we don't but know. But that's the problem, though. And that's kind of something that I addressed earlier. 
why is she's technically, I mean, not the victim, but she was the victim in this situation. Do we, I mean, do we get to protect the black woman? Like, do she either, what, I say let both of them go. Let both oh, well, of them I, I, I see what you're saying. You Granted, could, I mean, I, I seen life, it in the beginning. I seen it as protecting her. Yeah, a, a prophet. I, I see it in the beginning as protecting her because she she called her son just like you know. I had a situation. I called my son, and my son go me. My son coming. I mean, I'm just telling you now. He gonna right. come. Uh, and so, but the thing about it is, uh, she put her son in that situation when he probably shouldn't have but the way that man was beating on her uh any child i don't care you, you just i don't that part right there i'm still stuck i'm i'm stuck i'm i'm just somebody have to get me out of that because it's quicksand for me right now i'm stuck on him uh, beating her like he beating a man like he pulled him <laughs> back on a man i'm like i'm stuck right there uh, apostle <laughs> michael i'm stuck so somebody got to help me because i don't see how that can happen jy and so we not address that Dr. So here's also a point too that Ebony just brought up in the chat too because what you would have said give me the gun or encourage him to shoot because I think at that point when he started shooting the man probably had already put his hands on the lady so it's not like she could have just said oh yeah give me the gun now that possibly could have been an option so but if I walk in on somebody putting their hands on my mom I would have just I wouldn't have been he was beating her yeah, he was already hitting her. He was already here. He was like, "Oh my dead grandmama, you say another yeah. word, I'm gonna hit you." And then she was just like, "All I'm just trying." And then wop wop wop. He said, "Say something else again." And she was like, nah, nah. "And he had a wop wop wop." Do you hear a pow? You hear the gun? Because yeah. I was in a similar situation with my mama. Now I was grown. Oh, is that was the gunshot? I was yeah. wondering if that was the gunshot. Yeah, it was the gunshot? Oh, okay. Then the camera went off. So yeah. is that why everybody? Ran out the store. Everybody could see everybody. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They yeah, when they out. heard that gun, everybody got missing. But no, 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 no. When he hit watching. her, when he hit, everybody was watching this argument. When he pulled back, like he was pulling back a bow and arrow. Yep. And he hit her the first time. Everybody ran out of the store, and then he hit her another time, and he then he her. heard the shot. Yeah, after so, after the second so, time, you ain't gonna hit me either. My son gonna come in. Yeah, I bet yeah, you the but, witnesses saw the gun before he saw the gun. Okay, that's probably what it was. Cause I didn't even see the son. I was trying to figure out. I saw the writing. There's another the, camera know, angle. He the, got like a, he got a gray hoodie on or something. There's another camera yeah. angle. Of oh, him. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to watch <laughs> that. Yeah, Thor has cameras too. Yeah, I'm a. And you see the boy come in and he had it in his hoodie. Well, he should have been shot. shot. I'm a firm. He need to be shot in his head. I'm a firm believer. He's crazy. He's mental. He need to go to the dead. He need to just be dead. <laughs> I'm a firm believer. God, forgive me. Don't make no sense for you to hit that woman like that. That's, that's and he crazy. reared back like it wasn't no little. This is what I'm saying. Went, this was a. This was a. And the sad thing about it, ooh. and it's gonna sound really. He couldn't even. He couldn't even fold her. Like he was. Hit, she ate them. Like you that tough. And you you hitting as hard as you can, and she's still standing. But the first hit, the first hit, the first hit almost floored him. So this is how you know, right? He's a punk because number one, because all she had to do was swing, and you was gonna hit the floor, and she would have murdered you just with her hands. You feel me? Right. Because right. you when when you swung like that, 
you got, you know, vertigo because you was off balance. I'm just telling you what I saw. Now, and I don't think you had to do was anybody is a fighter. First of all, you duck that and then you come and get them right there in the wind of the fall. Cause then it's over for you, my nigga. Like you dead. Like what? I'm stomping you in your head. Like I'm not stopping until blood is coming out of your head. Cause you're stupid enough to actually hit this woman like that. That is dumb. That is really dumb. And and so that's what I think that um, because we were talking about. Cause I I don't think it. I'll be honest with you. I I I look at I don't I don't look at the 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 guy who died. I don't look at him as a victim. Did he and, die? I don't know. Oh, yeah, he did. Oh, yeah, he yeah. did. He did and go. Oh, oh yeah. They, Bless he got shot three times. Well, Jesus um, Christ. God be so, with him. Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't but I don't look at him as a victim. I look at him as an aggressor. Now, the loss of life is sad. <clears throat> and if they're going to do something, um, they better charge them with discharging a firearm in a public space. There you and go. Let them go with probation. But. These, this family shouldn't get into, uh, should, they should see no prison time. They should see misdemeanor charges at max um, because we've, we've got to begin asking ourselves, are we allowed to defend ourselves or aren't we allowed to defend ourselves? Yeah. Uh, am, I allowed to, am I allowed to defend my family or aren't I allowed to defend my family? Is my, am I allowed to defend myself in imminent danger? I, you you know what I mean? It wasn't like they. It wasn't like he beat her ass, uh, and then thirty <laughs> minutes later they went searching for him. No, he got his ass killed in the middle. In the act. In the, in act. the act of. Yep. Are we allowed to defend, or aren't we allowed to defend? Because I'll be honest with you, in in the middle of hell, if I get into a fight with somebody, and I didn't start that fight, oh no, I'm I'm going to fight you until I win. Like we like when when I get to the point where I'm where I'm dealing with you, oh no, we're not fighting until you get tired. We're not fighting until you've learned your lesson. No, we're gonna fight till I feel better. Why? Because I'm the victim here. Just because you lost your life doesn't change the fact that she's right. The and that's what I keep thinking. It's like, okay, I get that dude died, but I mean, what you expect, bruh? You put your hands on a whole nother stranger, and it was a woman at that. What if that lady had a husband? What if that lady had brothers? You lucky it was her fourteen year old son. Well, he gone regardless. It don't matter. He lucky that he got he 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 picked he played stupid games and won the stupid. Oh, I saw that. That's uh, what you almost didn't get the gun out the little hoodie. Right. Well, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. Uh, they actually got a law. I don't, they don't really have a wow. standard law stature in Illinois, but they do have a law of saying you're allowed to defend yourself from forcible felonies. Right. So that they typically talk about like forced entry or like a car or something, but uh, I think forcible felony. So they the, their defense attorney has the ground to stand on because a forcible felony is what she, he was doing. That's assault, right? If I'm not mistaken, assault is considered a felony. So they have every right. He had every right to do what he did. I think the only thing that's going to hang up was like when she told him to shoot the witnesses that was there laughing and egging it on it. Because there was people there. There was people, I guess, there that was instigating it as well from the audience, not just laughing, but instigating it. So she told them to shoot him too, shoot them too. I mean, in that moment, I'm like, y'all all gotta die, <laughs> y'all tripping. But I mean, it's it's a sad it's a sad state of situation. Like I said, I was in a similar situation. I was grown, though. I was in college, finishing up my degree, 
I mean, I, I was in my thirties, like mid, late mid thirties or so. And my mom was dating this dude. He, he was an older dude. And I guess that her kids had a problem with my mom or some crap. I don't know where her son came, the dude's son came into the house when my mom was there and pointed at her face talking about, I should whoop yo, you know what? Well, this dude didn't know Then he said, I don't care who you got. Well, he didn't know that my school was down the street from where she was and my brother is up the street now dude didn't know how big her sons is i'm six six my son's six four we both over 300 so uh <laughs> I, I heard him on the phone when she was calling me in the background talking about i don't care you get your you know your ba sons or whatever whatever uh so i got there i never drove so fast in my life um uh, I left class in the middle of my, my classes. I was taking night school and uh, I got there so fast, but dude was gone. Like he, he left like quick and my brother was there and he had, he had, he had, he had the homeboy with him. If you know what I mean, you know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, we don't play about our moms, like flat out. Like you just don't, especially black people, black people, we don't play about our moms, you know, no matter how messed up it is or this, that, and the other. So, you know, I don't think he did anything wrong. Like, I would expect my son to do the same thing if somebody did something to Deborah. I expect Andrew to grab whatever. And my kids know how to shoot. They've been to the range. So I expect them to, you know, even not necessarily. My son, my daughters would do it in a heartbeat. Quick, my, especially my oldest. It wouldn't take no moment. Pow, quick. You know what I'm saying? So, a it is what it is. Go ahead. JY, there's a rule in my family. All the women in my family are allowed one phone call to me, one phone call. And when they make that one phone call, it's not a conversation. I am coming to pillage a village. <laughs> and you make that one phone call. And my, and my, my family the same way. We got, I got, I got a cousin, I got cousins. Like, I don't, I don't know if everyone got it like this. We got like tears. It comes in tears of the issue. If you call my cousin, boo, he ain't there to talk. He there to do what he want to do. They will call me before they call Boo, and I'm the biggest one because I'm actually more, and I'm probably like level one because I'm able to talk people down. Like I'm not there to go whatever. My brother, you don't call unless it's go, it's going you going to work. My other cousin, you don't call. It's a couple of us you call. We can kind of bring down situations, but I can show myself as a threat. But yeah, if you call, they ain't there. If you call my cousin Boo, and you don't dissolve the situation, you fighting Boo because Boo said he there to do something. Somebody getting hit. <laughs> JY, if this yeah. is your son, would y'all would... my family? Listen, hold on. Here's a question. If this is your son and he got caught into this situation, y'all realize he probably throw the rest of his life away protecting his mom. And you had the opportunity because you know most people say he going to jail. Oh, he going to jail. What SSA? Oh, he going to jail. <laughs> would you trade places with the, with your son? Would you play trade places with this young man? Like, I know Pastor Jacob mentioned, he said he'll go visit and he'll try to do everything he can to get out. But you know what I'm saying? If we talked about, I think that was one of the questions of the day once before. Like, it, would you trade place? If he got 10 years, would you trade place with your son for them 10 years, 20 years, whatever? That ain't a question. <laughs> that's not a question, Pastor that's not, that's not even a question to entertain. You're going to take them 20 years for your son? Man. Listen, for that, <laughs> this, yes. is, this is the most yeah, honorable yeah, way to get in trouble. <laughs> Period. <laughs> if you get in trouble behind this, I, I am guaranteeing 
that I'm walking up in there trying. I'm going to be uh, Johnny. I, I know we don't do uh, necromancy and, and channeling, but I'm channeling Johnny Cochran. I'm going to be in every courtroom in I'm going to be in every mayor's office, every city. They're going to kick me out of out of the White House because I'm going. Not the White House. Because, you know, you, yes. The, the, the president's going to pardon my baby. And if he don't pardon him, we got, we y'all, get me a cot above his or below his. I don't mind being on the bottom. Oh, yeah. And, and I think this is, I think this is an interesting case because George Zimmerman, this is Florida. I know it's a different place, but he, he got off from accosting a, a young man that wasn't even on his property or no nothing. Facts. N- now, surely, Facts. surely in George Chicago, got off. surely in Chicago, the the man who, like I said, I don't I don't feel bad for dead people who died doing stupid stuff. Facts. I just don't. Now we know good well hell why George Zimmerman got off. I'm just, I'm just saying I'm hoping. <laughs> but what about the other white boy, Kyle? What about Kyle Rittenhouse too? The dude yeah. that killed, killed people in the daggone um, protest. Yeah, we're not going to act like we don't know why these men and got that, out. And he was from Illinois. They're both white. I'll say it. <laughs> Kyle Rittenhouse, I think he's from Illinois. Or, I think he's no, from, he, uh, he is from Illinois. Yeah. So there you go. And he got off. So, so we, But the we crime was committed in Wisconsin, so it's a different law, rule set. Yeah. Good morning, everybody. But those folks were white. Don't play that game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Go ahead. Hope, you know, I if, 100, Pastor Anthony. Don't make us try to read you between the lines. If, if, if I love Ben Crump don't take this case, I'm going to look at him differently from here on out. If who don't? You ben Crump? Ben Crump? Yeah. If yeah. Ben Crump doesn't pick this case up, I'm going to look at him very differently from here on out. The argument is, though, the argument is, is that when she had ordered her son to shoot witnesses, that's the thing. And I and I get where we are, and and I and we can understand it, but we can understand it from ourselves in an emotional aspect. But what does the law say? He didn't shoot no and witnesses, so he's fine. They're fine. They didn't shoot no witnesses. So they they didn't connect to the witnesses. He shot around them, right? Yeah. Okay, well, no one got hit, I guess. That may doesn't matter whether he shot around or not. Wait, wait a minute. Okay. Attempted murder is a real thing. Let, let's not get crazy. If he shot at other people, he can still be charged for yeah. murder. Discharging oh, a firearm in a public uh, setting. That's it. That's the yeah, be- that's yeah. the max he should do, and that's a that's a class no. three misdemeanor. If he, if he received a command, an audible command, and everybody else heard it that said shoot witnesses, and he fired at other people. They're gonna bear him under the prison. You've now lost your ability to claim self-defense of another, which is what would have got him off, more than likely, defense of another. But that's not what this is at that point. If that's what happened, I don't know the whole story, but just based on this conversation, if that is what took place, he's screwed. And I'm gonna say this too. I'm probably gonna get some hate for this. As somebody who has zero issue defending those in my purview, those under my charge um, and dealing with whatever consequences come with it the calling of the young man is something i take issue with what do you mean um, well calling your son to go do a thing is an issue oh okay well she so takes that's, okay. that's a literal child right and even if it wasn't here's my thing we just watched a case that just wrapped up uh with that former football player whose ex-girlfriend called her brothers to come see about him, and the brother's dead right now. 
because he ain't do what he was sent there to do. Now he shouldn't have been sent in the first place. She needs to go to jail. And the and the dude that shot him got off, rightly so, because it was self-defense in that moment. But again, we got to be careful. This whole idea of calling people to do work for you, you got to be careful about stuff like that. <laughs> Facts. Because you mess around and they get worked over. Now you're looking like Boo Boo the Fool, looking stupid. You done got somebody killed because you ran your mouth. Or you called somebody. You know what I'm saying? And that's something that's been happening in hoods across America forever. Yeah. I'm going to tell my cousin on you. And cousin pull up and get dealt with. Now you look real crazy. So we got to we gotta have an even-handed approach to this thing, man, and understand this situation doesn't always work out well. So we just got to pay attention to what we're doing, man. That's all I'm saying. Pastor Anthony, did you see the video? Yeah, I saw where I saw a clip. I think on TikTok they didn't actually show old boy connecting and hitting her. Um, oh no, but I saw you, that you, clip. You got all I saw. You got to watch the. You got to watch him. He he reared back with all oh, yeah. of his power. Yeah, and hit. And not only did he attack her once, he did it again, and so she was in the corner. The issues defenseless. No, no. Oh 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 boy! Don't get me. Please don't misunderstand. I don't give a crap what she was talking about he was way out of pocket for that, right? I got another issue with the fact that I believe in the video I saw, there was at least one man in the space. It was. You talked about that too. It was, it was more than one man and they just sat there and watched. Yep. And I'm kind of curious how that went down. But anyway, um, no, oh boy was dead wrong. Don't get me wrong. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm getting at. But calling a 14-year-old, like, I can't see calling one of my children to do something. I, I just, and maybe it's just me just because I am who I am and the kind of person I am. But I just, that, that challenge, Anthony, I can't see my, my sister doing that with my nephew. Pastor Anthony, but that's yeah. the thing, that raises the question that we kind of asked well, when we first started talking about it, and I think Michael originally raised it up, because when you are a single black woman living in a black home and you got this black, in your black you know, your black son, is he now the man of the house? Is, no, he he's not. Children? No, no. Let's be real clear. No, he's not. Ooh, okay. He's a child okay. that lives there. Okay. So he doesn't have a duty to protect his mom? Sons, we make care. that make sense. Make that make sense to me. We, we as a carry... single mom. Right, but as a 14-year-old, you're going to call your 14-year-old and put him in harm's way over something that's going on? No, you wouldn't do that. That'd be crazy. That'd be crazy as crap. You call some other grown man to step in. But not your 14-year-old son. No. Because now this young man's life, his enti the entirety of his life, is irreparably changed. Period. And I so agree. No I agree with that part. I do agree with that part. I I wouldn't have called my son. Now I thought the son when I read the uh, thing. I thought the son was already in the you know area, but about to getting more clarity on it. She called her son. Yeah, she texted uh, and, and text him. I should say text him. Um, but um, I just like I said, um, I've seen some situations where. It was an uh, uh, in, in house or, you know, battered thing going on in a house. And, and I've, I've heard of things, you know, that was outside the home and a 14-year-old a, a child is protecting their, their their mother, you know, from from any man. I mean, that's just. Yeah, because even uh, if it was in the house, 
if I seen it in the house, if this was something that was happening in the house, I probably would have tried my best to get a pot, a pan, a gun, a knife, and went upside and went to work. So let me be clear. The question that was asked was, is he not the man of the house? The answer to that question is no. He is a young man who lives in the house. Okay. The man of the house is the covering for the house. He's the authority in the house. He has responsibility for the house. That 14-year-old is none of that. And I'll argue that with anybody who... So he has no responsibility to protect his family at 14? A responsibility to do so? No, I can't I can't put that on a 14-year-old. Okay. Should he? Probably. Should he should he <laughs> when it goes no, seriously, I'm gonna say it like this. Is he gonna feel that weight, that male imperative? Of course he will. Yeah. Of course okay. he will. But am I gonna am I gonna look at him like he's wrong for not doing so in the moment? Absolutely not, because you're 14, son. So, I'm not so, going to hold you to that. So, so that's interesting, Anthony, because for me as a father, um, and I, 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 I use my my 15 year old as the example. Uh, he lives in San Diego, and whereas me and his mother aren't married any longer, I still serve as her covering until she gets married. Absolutely. I have the expectation, though, that my son is my proxy when I'm not there. Um, that in a situation like that, my son. You are to defend your mother and your sister, and there are consequences if you do not. Um, so so and, here, here's, here's my struggle with that, right? Um, I get why you're saying what you're saying, and that's how you got to set up. Obviously, that, that, that's your situation. It's your business. You run it how you want to. I got no issue. You know, people make their own decisions. My challenge there, however, is again, as a father, I don't want my son in harm's way especially if it's something that he ain't got nothing to do with and he's just there because perhaps and this is now we're going to take it away from the situation that happened here because this mother regardless of the situation i i, I can't think of a scenario where she warranted what ha- like I, i'm not trying to justify what old boy did that's not what i'm getting at but as a third party you can end up in the middle of something that you don't have anything to do with and now you're on the hook as a child to try to intervene. I got an issue with that. That's just me for somebody else. Now for me, again, my, my mom, single mom, whatever, I ride for her, it doesn't really matter. That's how I view me though. But as far as laying that weight on somebody else, I, I got a challenge with that. I just do. No, no, and I, I Anthony, I, I, I actually agree with your point, right? That, that the, that we shouldn't put the weight of that on the 14 year old. Me, I just so happen to put that weight on my 14, like my 15 year old, like he knows, like, nah, nigga, if, if, if something happens and I'm not there, I fully expect you to step in in any way, shape or form that, that stops what's happening. Um, I think that, uh, because for me, I put the onus on the men around the thing. And I said this earlier today, for me, I can't put the onus on strangers without putting the onus on my seed as well, right? Like, like, like if I if I had the expectation of other men in proximity to serve as a de facto protector in my absence, I I do have that expectation. 
of my 15 year old. Yeah. Okay. Uh, because at 15, if he were 10, you know what? At 12, I'll give you a little liberty, right? At 12 is where I really started implementing in my son, like, no, this is what you need to do. No, this is at 12. That's where I started uh, teaching him things. But at 14, 15, nah, dog, I need for you to, if, if something happens, and you're in and and you're in you step up and be the man you have to step up yeah <laughs> and, and that's whether I, that's i don't care if i'm three thousand miles away i don't care if i'm three miles away you sir that is your capacity until i'm in that presence i'm leaving out uh in the next couple of days i'm leaving out to california uh to go pick my son up and while i'm there in my presence he no longer has that's no longer his responsibility. It's no longer something that he has to do. Um, but when I'm not there, absolutely. The other piece to that, Anthony, is that um, my ex-wife, and I'm just using my, my situation, my ex-wife is positioned to, to not respond certain ways. Uh, my ex-wife is, yeah, hey, I'm not there. So if I, I'm not there, understand that you, you have like you don't have my full covering right now conduct yourself accordingly and i think that's the in essence kind of woke it up as well i can see where there are issues with that um but like i said for me i can't i can't see anything wrong with what i can't see anything wrong with the mother calling the son i can't see any because it, it because she didn't call the son 30 minutes after it happened she called the son in the middle of it happening. Right. They argued. Um, she texted him and said, Yeah, hey, it, this gun. wasn't like, hey, go, go get some. She said, No, get the gun and come in. Right? right. Like, no, come in here. Um, and so so I hold the onus on the deceased and the people around. Um and, and Willie was in here talking about it, where I'm not saying maybe step in and fight this guy. But there were enough men around to step in and de-escalate said situation to where it didn't need to get that far. Um, but I can't be upset for the mother for calling the son, and I can't be upset for the son coming in doing what he did. Now the whole shoot the witnesses things, all right, I, I can't, I can't really defend that. Um, but one of the things that I've got to, I, I've got to say, especially with the deceased and the witnesses, is shooters are going to shoot everybody is tough until it comes time for them to be tough uh everybody's tough until they got a, a gun you, uh, fired at them now you ain't so tough i ain't got nothing to do with that everybody was laughing and joking and ah oh, ha ha it's funny while i'm recording well now you niggas run the risk of getting shot at too and Facts. You, that, but th that's my take I, I know i'm not taking a very a a, a very pastor like role in that <laughs> but that's you know what i mean like like that's how i feel like i said i put that apostleship to the side real quick <laughs> listen y'all let's go ahead and get to final remarks let's get to final remarks because this is a great conversation and y'all got me thinking how we're gonna push this conversation a little bit more throughout the week because i think that we definitely have to go back and ebony i wish you can come off mic and you know give your perspective because i hear you in the background but i don't know i'm still looking at the woman as though she's a victim somewhere you know what i'm saying 
even though the man did die, he lost his life. You know what I'm saying? I still look at her as a victim because at the same time, at what point did we protect her? And that's why I think even tomorrow, we're going to take this conversation deeper about, you know what I'm saying, minding our business or protecting the community, like Michael just said, being more engaging. Because some men in there should have been able to de-escalate the, the 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 problem you know what i'm saying and pastor anthony i don't know if you was in the room one time but we was in that that man's room one time and they was having a conversation about protection like when people are in our proximity when yep. people are in our community at what point do we step up to protect these people and i feel like in some cases now i get where they was all wrong on every level i can see all the wrong on every side of every level but at the same time i also see where as a community we could have stepped up and been more of a defender but we we just you know what I'm saying we just like minding our own business and i think that's unfair for a lot of people when situations like this happen like yeah i think it's completely unfair but we're gonna get to final remarks because it was a dope conversation y'all know y'all can always you know what i'm saying listen to the podcast uh, or Apple Radio, iHeartRadio, Spotify, all the other good stuff. Um, today is Monday, so this is a great conversation that we're going to you know, progress throughout the rest of the week as we move into July because this is the last week of the month. So this is kind of exciting. We're going to have some more exciting conversations. Um, but, yeah, by being Monday, I just want to know, what's your weekend highlight for the pastors? If you ain't tell me already what you preach, you can go ahead and tell me what you preach. But y'all know, final remarks and question of the day is always the same on Monday. You know what I'm saying? What's your weekend highlight? Um, for me... Like I said, it was Friday, just doing that event. I apologize that I missed the show um, on Friday. I wasn't able to be here. And I'm going to try to start getting better and letting y'all know ahead of time when I'm not going to be here so somebody, so somebody can probably take over for me or whatever the case may be. But yeah, um, my weekend highlight was Friday, being able to work and do that um, community development organization um, little charity event. It was real dope where this company came in and they were able to put together over 80 bikes to donate to the Big Brothers Big Sister Club. And it was just amazing being able to help them um, build that, be a part of that. I think all companies, all churches, all ministry should invest in a team bonding activity, at least, you know, once a year, twice a year, something like that. Especially if you have, you know, one of those big organizations where people can feel devalued and feel like they're just working and it's just a job. No, sometimes get to those places where y'all going bowling, y'all doing activities, y'all making sailboats, do a retreat with your company people. You know what I'm saying? All that good stuff. Make them feel valued. And that was one of the things that we were able to do Friday, make this company, you know, feel valued, especially their employees and their staff. So, yeah, that was my weekend highlight. But do me a favor, pull to refresh, see who you guys are on the stage, and we're going to go in that order, starting with Mama Lynn. Mama Lynn, it's on you. Final remarks and question of the day. do loop Okay, final remarks. I'm going to tell y'all a story. Uh, growing up, uh, I have, I had an aunt, I shall do miss her. Um, and she was married, and she had a sister uh, that was married. Uh, but her, I'm going to say aunt one, aunt two, not to get their names out. Well, aunt one's husband beat her up. And they came over to see Aunt Two's, Aunt Two's, over to Aunt Two's house, which we was all over there. And uh, Aunt One's husband and Aunt Husband and Wife, they were downstairs arguing. And he hit her while Aunt Two was down there. What he did that for, I don't know. 
because Antu got up and she hit him so hard, he flew across the basement floor. And she said these words, I told you, don't ever let me see you hit my sister because you will regret it. As a 14-year-old girl, I took a aluminum bat after my mother's boyfriend when he hit her. Uh, I don't condone violence. I'm not. I, 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 I'm not. I'm, I'm really not a fighter. Uh, but that, that Lynn, she will come out, and she's not a pretty Lynn, if she sees someone being taken advantage of. Uh, it hurt my heart to watch all them people stand there laughing at her and making jokes about the situation. And then to see the one man running out the way when he started hitting her. Well, you running the wrong way. You running out the door. Uh, to videotape the whole thing but not speak up and say nothing. I hurt myself. But I'm going to leave that there. Uh, my greatest part of the weekend was we celebrated my granddaughter's 12th birthday. And she was very happy and very thankful for her gifts. She even called the next day to even say thank you. So that made me uh, very happy. Um, just to spend time with some family or friends and even help someone pack to get ready to move. It was a great weekend. Uh, did I go to church? No. I sort of, I didn't, I missed it. So I'm going to leave that alone. But uh, yeah, I, everybody, I enjoyed your opinion, your thought, and I love y'all. And I hope to see you again in these clubhouse streets. Thank you so much, Mama Lynn. I appreciate you. You said uh, T2 went upside his head. <laughs> she wasn't playing no games. She punched, hey, she punched him so hard, literally, in his chest. He flew, literally, like in a sitting-up position. And we, <laughs> as, you know, kids, we seen that. We ran outside. We ran outside so we could laugh. Cause that's how funny it was. <laughs> but we already knew not to mess with this aunt, cause you know we all have one of them aunts. We know that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, that that we had to go outside to laugh. <laughs> Trust me, I understand. <laughs> he never hit her. He Let's never hit aunt one again. He. I bet he did. All right, I think Ebony may still not be able to talk, so I'm going to go over to JY. JY, it's on you. Final remark, question of the day. Uh, wonderful, 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 wonderful conversation. I love everyone's perspective in so many different uh, areas. Uh, it brings a lot um, to make us really just think, uh, what would we do? I know as a man, I just won't witness uh, a person putting their hands on another on a woman. Uh, I've experienced it as far as from seeing mom happen to my mother. And, um, you know, I'm just not a big fan of it. I think it's really whack and weak. Uh, and, and do the straight sucker anyway. You swinging that hard and she ate them. She ate those punches. Like, you, you, not only did you, 
not only did you die, like, but you couldn't even, like, you know, anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, for this weekend, like I said, we barbecued, we chilled. My wife did the best she could do, you know, to help your boy celebrate his Jackie Robinson year. Um, you know, uh, I, I am still, in the words of Prophet Christian, you know, I am still accepting wonderful, wonderful Cash App donations. It can be any amount. I am just truly grateful because I typically don't do nothing for my birthday. You know, most of my life, I never have my birthday acknowledged or whatever, but to especially going through a lot of stuff I've been through, I'm just grateful to be here. Actually, someone I was Ubering on my actual uh, Uber driver on my birthday when it, it turned at midnight and there was this guy in my car. And I'm telling you this right now, man, I, I'm going to have to put a, I'm going to have to put a dashboard cam in my car because it's comedy, man. And uh, when people be Ubering, it is straight comedy. But the guy told me, congratulations. And I felt like it was weird at first, but then I really thought about it. Like, congratulations is in order. Anytime you have a birthday or you make it another year, that is a congratulations moment as well. So uh, I was grateful to receive my congratulations, um, especially, you know, going through a lot of stuff that I went through. And, um, and um, yeah, so and thank you, Prophet. I was definitely uh, surprised to see that wonderful uh, birthday blessing. I am truly grateful um, as well. Uh, so, yeah, uh, you helped me uh, pay my Netflix bill so we can watch Extraction 2. All right. Praise God. I'm so weak. I'm so weak. Yeah. <laughs> everybody, everybody, I love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Until next time. <laughs> Appreciate you, JY. Thank you so much. Listen, I'm just honoring you like you honored me. You know what I'm saying? I try to do the best that I can. So I appreciate you. All right. So over over uh overseer bishop designate Pastor Charles Reed. <laughs> it's so you, sir. Did the loop. Today's room was great. I enjoyed it. And uh as I said, my wife preached Sunday and she did a great job. And I was glad to see that. As for this conversation, yeah, you know what? I know what it's like to be also. My my mom was <clears throat> getting, uh, my, my stepfather and mom were, and it wasn't my stepfather then. They, they were boyfriend and girlfriend or something. And she was, they were fighting. They were actually choking each other. Of course, I sided with my mom and tried to hit him with my little seven-year-old, eight-year-old self. And my brother was seven. He went into the drawer and got ready to get the, get the uh, butcher knife. He didn't stick it. He didn't get it. But, you know, I mean, there's something about it that when you find out that your mama is something's going on with her and you know, you know, the, you know what's going on. You do what you got to do to try to protect. And so you do the best you can with what you got. And I think to me that is a uh, it's it's a it's a hard thing. But, you know, God you will, God will help you. Yeah. So I, you know, so I have kind of a little bit of a little bit of a backstory with that kind of stuff. And I. And to be honest, uh, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't take that take to that kind of stuff very well. <clears throat> to be totally honest, I'm just not doing it. But to God be the glory, and uh, my boys already there. They love their mother. They love my wife. I love my wife, and they love their mother. I, I, I pity the any fool that tries to do anything. Number one to her in my presence and or in my, my son's presence, they will die. They will they will be killed and be told, and God will be told that they died. That's what's gonna happen. They will be killed and they will be told, what happened? Oh, they just died. 
God says, what happened? <laughs> he just died. He just died, Lord. He just died. He just all of a sudden died. He just died. He just died. Something happened. He just died. That's all. That's all, Jesus. And you know what Jesus is going to say? Uh, all right. Well done. Not good. No, stop this. <laughs> I'd like him to say that. Anyway, it's a great day. Love, love everybody. And uh, may the Lord be with you. Thank you so much, Pastor Charles. Alicia was honest. Alicia, I got honest. A question. yes, ma'am. Okay, put this on the list: the violence against women of all colors has gone up, and women are going to jail fast for defending themselves against the violence. So think about that. Mm. I'm writing down my thought. Or, or, or as Mr. T, the famous Mr. T would say, I pity the fool. God bless. Yeah, I'm writing that down right now, Mama Lynn. That's definitely a good question for us to ask later in the week because what I don't know. That's why I even look at this this story very very interesting because what happened when a woman is being assaulted? Like, why does she got to go to jail? I mean, she was <laughs> whether she killed him or her son killed him. Like, she was being assaulted. She was being like, yeah, we'll talk about it though. And since I'm throwing it over to you, do do do. Hey, so weekend, um, we didn't do much. We chilled. Of course, I work on Saturday, so I worked. Um, and then after we worked, we chilled. I went to a uh, one of the preaching brethren that I call my preaching brothers. He uh, had, yes, Emory. Okay. Um, he had um, his 13th pastoral anniversary and church anniversary, rather. Um, and so, because he started the church. So, I did that. We did that yesterday. I came home and that's pretty much it. We haven't been doing too much of nothing because outside is expensive. Um, and so I, yeah, <laughs> I've been in the house chilling. Um, but yeah, that's all my final remarks. That's what our weekend was. My mama cooked yesterday, which was a blessing because she don't hardly ever cook like she used to. Um, and so she cooked real good yesterday and we chilled and that's just pretty much it. And I've just been you know, trying to get some things squared away so we can move sooner than later. And that's pretty much it. So that's that's what my weekend was. Y'all have a good week. Catch y'all on another day. Awesome. You ain't had no final remarks about the conversation itself? Um, so I'll say this. Um, I think we all have a different we all have differing perspectives. You know, of course, I could, you know, as a, as a mother, as a father. Um, I think we all have different perspectives um, about the conversation. I just pray for the best because this is so nuanced. It's not cut and dry. It's not very black and white. Um, there's a lot of gray, right, to take into account um, mm -hmm. into all of this. Um, everybody's perspective, you know, it's not nobody's perspective was 100 was wrong. Um, I think we just have different perspectives. And so, um, yeah, so I'm just praying for the best for her and her son. Um, because we know that if they were white, this wouldn't even be a thing. Um, and so they're black in Chicago. 
Um, and so that does have bearing. Um, I'm praying that there's mercy, but we all know what the, the, the legal system and the criminal justice system, like Mike said, is that it is the criminal and legal system. Um, and we know that black folks are proportionately uh, charged differently than white folks. So, you know, that's just my thing. So I'm just praying for the best. Y'all have a good week. Amen. You're completely right. You're completely right about that. And honestly, I keep both families involved, those of the victim and, well, those of, yeah, those of the victim as far as the family of the mother and the um, son, as well as the man that passed away and died and lost his life um, in this incident as well. Um, Pastor Anthony, I'm going to throw it over to you last but not least. I'm going to let Ebony go first because she's, uh, she's oh, available. Oh, Ebony's available now? Okay. Go for it, Ebony. Hey, y'all. Can y'all hear me? Yes, ma'am. Good morning. Okay, good. Sorry. Hey, good morning, y'all. I lost my other headphones and my daughter dropped my phone in water so I, I can't talk you're not gonna hear me talk on my phone i was at my earpiece and i couldn't find it but i had to find my backup joint which is why i couldn't talk but anywho um i enjoyed the part of the conversation that i heard um like essence said it's, it, it's some great areas but for me there's, there's really not like i would never put my son in that situation if, if it was that deep i i just think before i end somebody's life i've taken a couple of beat downs and killing somebody wasn't necessarily first in mind. Weighing them out, sure. Getting them close to it, sure. But I think about the end result. I think about my life ending because I want to end their life. And that would keep me from doing such. Um, but everybody's not built like that. I also would never put my child in harm's way. Um, I would never tell him to shoot. That That's just, yeah, never. Even if the child shot the first time, I'd be screaming trying to get the gun and running, trying to get the gun away from him, not telling him to go outside and keep shooting and then shoot a witness. You had, you had you your son. Yeah. You had your son do your dirty work for you. Um, and it, it and I don't know if this point got discussed, but it takes me back to um, there are some single mothers who have a hard time mistaking uh, their sons for their boyfriends or for their husbands. Yeah. Um, your son, your son is not your man. Um, can he protect you? Should he stand up for his mom? Absolutely. But there are lines and there are, there are limits to that. You don't willingly put your child out on the front line to protect you, an adult, because you and another adult cannot control your emotions and felt the need to argue back and forth like that. That's just crazy. Like that whole situation could have been de-escalated before it got to that. That does not negate the shooting victim from his responsibility, but I'm just going to speak on the two who are here. Um, I think that's just, just absolutely ridiculous the way that that went down. Um, and the, the whole defending, defending his mom piece is null and void to me because he sat and watched his mom's tail get beat and he never jumped in. He never laid hands on the dude. All he did was shoot after his mom told him to go get the gun. He didn't even do that on his own accord. So he wasn't trying to defend his mama. He just sat there. And this generation knows nothing <laughs> about fighting. All they do is pick up guns and shoot. They don't fight anymore. There's no fights anymore. They just pick up guns and knives and inflict deadly harm. There, there's no there's no conflict resolution. Um, so he wasn't trying to do that. So that for me is is null and void. I'm not hearing none of that. Protect your mom, <laughs> single mom. He he wasn't doing that. He just wasn't doing that. Let's be real. Um, it hurts my heart, and I would love to find a way of defense. But once he followed that man out that store and kept shooting, and then tried to shoot a witness, it's dead. It's done. There's no defense for that. Um, and it sucks because like I said, he's so young. Um, yeah, they're gonna lay the book on his mom, but they don't lay it on him too because he's the black male in Chicago, and it just 
those are the things that go through my mind in those scenarios. I hate that his mother wasn't that that wise, that sane to do that. Also, having my child with me would make me walk away. I don't have to be right. And we got to give up our right to be right. It's not always worth it. Because now here y'all are arguing over foolishness. A life has ended. Three lives have ended, really. So that's that. My weekend was dope. Um, I just, last night, got back from Myrtle Beach. I've been in Myrtle Beach since Thursday. Um, road tripping with a newborn and a toddler is pretty ghetto. Um, a newborn who has to eat every three hours and who throws up all the time. It, it was, it made the trip a lot longer than it needed to be. Um, but we got there. We had a really good time. My daughter, for her first time, like swam with the little life jacket thing on with like no assistance. She had a ball, did not want to get out the water, did not want to get out the beach. I definitely sunbathed. My baby sunbathed. He was loving it. Got spoiled by a whole bunch of family. Uh, ate really good food. There's a ton of like all you can eat seafood, um, like buffets down there that are really, really good. So we ate to our heart's content, had a great time. Cousins went out, went to Fat Tuesdays, they got drunk, they got toe up, had a good time. It just, it was great just seeing family and getting a moment to breathe. Today is the first day of school again for me. Ooh, y'all. Uh, so I'm trying to unpack, get my house back together, and get focused on this schoolwork. Um, but I got to do it. I got to do it for my babies. I got to show them that it can be done, that you can have it all. That's my motivation to get it all done, uh, no matter how challenging it is today. But that's it. That's my weekend. Those are my thoughts on the conversation. Um, tomorrow, I will be back here uh, from jump. Tomorrow's a regular smegular day, so I'll be back um, and hopefully can you up another conversation. Y'all enjoy the rest of your day, and I will and I'll see y'all tomorrow. Awesome. Thank you so much, Ebony. Thank you so much, and I appreciate that. Listen, I understand what you're saying as well. I understand, but I don't know. The 14-year-old boy, me probably did the same thing. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Pastor Anthony, I'm throwing it over to you, sir. Did it Yeah, um, for what I heard of the conversation, you know, um, I gave my two cents already uh, based on what I was here for. I got a lot to say about a situation like that. I mean, the biggest piece being for me, again, the, the bystanders. I've intervened in situations before. Um, I get why people don't, but that's just not how I'm built. So I don't really, I get why you don't, but at the same time, I understand why you don't. Um, you can't let certain things like happen. Like the whole right? mind your business piece. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I, I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a certain tomorrow. danger involved because if you don't know the relationship between those two, you go to step in and all of a sudden she turns on you. That's a real thing. Um, so there's that. But again, I've been in the situations, I've intervened in stores with my kids sitting out in the car wondering what was happening. I've, I've been that guy. So, you know, to me, you step in. That's what you're supposed to do. But either way. Um, yeah, and I've said everything I can say about the whole calling, calling the 14-year-old thing. You know, I don't have much else to offer there. Putting it on him, for me, is, is problematic. Um, but either way. Uh, the weekend, weekend was cool. Rained a lot up here. Um Yesterday, we preached from Jeremiah 29, 1 through 14. Uh, theme was wherever you are planted, grow, because that's the area of scripture where Jeremiah wrote a letter to the exiled uh, children of Israel, uh, telling them that the Lord said, where you are, build houses, plant fields, marry, be merry, give to marry, and increase even though you're in exile. Uh, and the 
point there was no matter where you are, God can cause you to flourish. He can cause you to thrive while other people are just trying to survive. So that's where we were yesterday, uh, just trying to encourage the people. Uh, and that's about all that I got. That was my weekend. That's everything. That's good right there, Pastor Anthony. That's good right there. Even in a even in a drought bloom when you still plant it, even when things get dry, even when things get stuck, you want me to stay there? I preach that to me. <laughs> but no, I definitely appreciate it. I definitely appreciate it. I appreciate everybody for just uh, coming on here and taking the time, you know, to just pour in. Even though this wasn't a deep conversation or whatnot, it was definitely an interesting conversation that I think we all could take something away from um, to develop ourselves. With that being said, though, um, I'm going to throw it over to Pastor Anthony if he can pray us out, and then we're going to close this room. Pastor, are you there to go ahead and pray us on that? I am here. Let's pray. Eternal God, our Father, we thank you. Thank you for what our eyes have seen, ears have heard. We thank you for the space uh, on this app where we can come, have conversation, fellowship one with another. We ask now, God, as we break camp and go on about our various directions, that you would walk with us through this day. Walk with us, talk with us, lead God, protect us, God, direct us in the things we should do. Bring us together again on the morrow in this space called Waking Up with the Prophet. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, all right, guys. I love you guys. I'm praying for you guys. Remember, you can always connect by clicking the link above, or you can subscribe to the official podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, SoundCloud, whatever the case may be. You can connect with us that way. Um, I love y'all. I'm praying for you guys. I hope you have a peaceful, prosperous, and productive day. And I'll see you guys again tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. for Waking Up with the Prophet. This room is ending in 3, 2, 1. Bye.